Okay. So, Ken, you're like 15 minutes late, but it's okay because you gave me a heads up. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. She's actually a little early, which is I know, very and rare I'm never guests. early. I'm never I'm I'm very, always very late. Early. I'm always late. You're, my husband Are will tell you? you. Yeah, I'm, I'm perpetually late. And even with kids now, I'm like even way later. Like, it's a, it's a, I don't know why I'm on time. Even with my cats, I'm always early. Yeah. I don't know if that was equivalent. I was trying to. <laughs> Your cats <laughs> notoriously late? What? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. That's a... I, I, and I was just going to compliment you on your hair, and then I was chastised for being late. And so I don't really feel as we can start invested over. in the I compliment. can edit this out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> if you want to start with, Joe, you look nice. No, I don't feel as invested now. Cool. All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> well, uh, we're here with actress. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, sure. Uh, <laughs> resume builder. But no, when right. I when I when I started like doing research, just yeah, looking at yeah. her, it comes up. Her name comes up. It just says actress uh-huh. next to it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I'm in awesome. IMDb because of Project Runway and yeah. then this thing. So. Well, that's what it was, yeah. and I was like, okay, maybe j- the Project Runway stuff. Right. And right. then I started looking, and I was just like, no, it's it, there's another there's an acting credit on here. <laughs> And I was yeah, so I excited. Yeah, I definitely don't stand by that. I mean, really, really excited. I was like, oh my God, it's an actress. Can, can we set some expectations here at the start? That might be helpful. We don't normally, but yeah. Yeah, so I, that's why I figured it might be a, a good route to go. Because I just want to directly ask you so that we're on the same page. Yeah. There's a Project Runway alum and there's a gay guy. How much do you think you're going to be part of the conversation? Because uh. like, I don't, I'm worried about your voice. I feel like validated. I'm going to guide it. <laughs> I, I feel know, like I, I feel like you're gonna ask me a lot it. about a show that I've never seen. Have you never seen Project I'm Runway? Well aware of it. It's been over like twenty years. I yeah, mean, it has a lot of contestants, yeah. a lot of iterations. I mean, in preparation for the show, I think I watched every season of every episode of every country. Like there's Sweden, Vietnam, wow. Australia, Switzerland, oh, Canada, for the Project Runway. Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, for yeah, this yeah. podcast, it's no, 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 like, no, no. not gonna no, help I, you. I didn't even listen to the episode <laughs> I was on. That's no, amazing. I, I watched every episode. <laughs> To, to, to learn, like, what were the consistent, you know, d- common denominators? Like, what were the, the pitfalls? What were the things I could learn? And there yeah. there's a ton. And there was even, like, you know, offshoots. Like, there was Under the Gun. There was Project Catwalk. There was, like, all kinds. That- for for Survivor, they um, I was a finalist in the Survivor casting process. Really? I was. Um, and I was eliminated <laughs> because the algorithm said I was one of those contestants who would quit on the <laughs> island. And so I wasn't a good investment. Oh, but, I would quit day one. Yeah. <laughs> for the... For the survivor process, they ask you, uh, you know, which prior contestant are you most like? Is that in watching now all these different seasons? Was there someone that you gravitated towards? Um, you mean like the contestant that I felt I aligned with the most? Yeah, like you know, um, I would say maybe Leanne Marshall. I really loved her style. I mean, our personalities are very different, but I think her her way of um, designing is similar. But she has, she's a lot more polished, a lot more refined, and she has a, a, a very distinct voice. I, I like eight thousand questions, but this is the only. Should one we for start? Right this with, should we say her name first? Oh yes, let's do oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like this this will be the last time I talk. <laughs> Valerie Mayen. Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Oh yeah. It's, All right, it's now a you can go so ahead and do your thing. So yeah, I'm gonna get you, some food. No, take it out. Take it out. Um, <laughs> how much of the show? Is designing, 
how much of it is navigating a reality show? Um, you know, so when I was on, we, we call it regular runway and then we call it all stars, right? So if you've done both, that's what, that's how you refer to it because it's hard to just be like, pressure runway, my season, blah, blah, blah. So on regular runway, it was definitely more about designing because we were all so new to the process and none of us had done it before. Um, and so, yeah, we were definitely more entrenched in, in designing and it was also under different direction or production. Um, so, so yeah, it was definitely more design focused, but I think after our season, maybe even a couple seasons after that, I think a lot of contestants started figuring out the formula, right? And they were like, if I have a sob story and if I'm a real bitch and if I just like keep the drama around me, then I'll last longer, right? So they, people weren't relying on their design chops anymore. They were relying on their story. See that, I, I've always thought that, I'm sorry, I won't talk too much. No, no, okay. you're good, you're good. <laughs> but I've always thought that because I did see the first season of The Real World on MTV. Yeah. And it's very, oh. very Same different. Same production crew. It's very, it's very different. Yeah, Bon Marie. It used to be Magical oh, really? Elves. It was Magical Elves all the way up until season five or six, I think, whenever it was on Bravo. Yeah. And then when it switched to Lifetime, Bonham Murray took over. But, but that was actually interesting. And I found out a lot of differences because if I watched that one versus season, whatever they're on, 70 now, yeah, it's just two 17. weeks and they're like, here's all the vodka rebel you guys can contain. Try to touch each other that as much as possible. was yeah. such a big deal. It was good. like Because we're the same age. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. like that... For it was me, the first new thing for reality TV. Like it, it changed. I mean, if you want to know why MTV doesn't play videos anymore, it really yeah. is the explosion mm -hmm. of the real world. But right. like having Norm, this out LGBTQ person on there, and they were having conversations about racial justice, and yeah. like, there were riots going on at the time in New York City. Mm -hmm. That that show in blew arguments my between mind. people that were from like the like Becky, the Southern girl. Oh yeah, Julie. Ju Julie. Mm -hmm. Julie. Becky was Becky the, was the the band lady. Oh, <laughs> What? No, no, I was gonna say band lady, and I'm like, uh, other people call them musicians. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. you're like, oh, I Becky was the. Oh, yeah, no, I, I would like, never, um... I've never said that word in my life. I was yeah. like, you, you almost had your, you almost had your first one day. You're on this podcast. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, no. What between between like Julie and Kevin, who ran for office yeah. and and is a poet, and yeah, I documentarian like he's not oh, but i mean everyone it was kind a totally of, different game well they changer. all kind of for the with the exception of the great eric knees <laughs> oh, everyone just kind of just they they the went grind. on they they did the real world and then they left and went back to their lives right. as opposed to now where everyone tries to make that their career yeah and that's why again that it was, also i found out that that was i think filmed over something like six months yeah. now oh, wow. i think they do it in like five yeah weeks. ours was only filmed in over like two months well, I think now too. Well, and, and with the real world, they're like it's easy when they're looking at those tapes. Like, find the most obnoxious, self-absorbed person. Yep. That's who you throw in there. Right. That right. we don't have to do anything. Just because it's the, basically the drama a pressure cooker is yeah, what exactly. it is. You know what I mean? Like, they take your phones, they take your wallets, they take every line of communication you have with the outside world. You're not allowed to watch t television. You can't listen to music. You can't have a computer. Like, you have no access to anyone except for the 16 people you're in this. You know, wait, bowl why with. not music? What's that do? Just nothing. Like you, you have no creative influence, like whatsoever. Do they like, feed you? When I was on, when I was on the show, <laughs> services is a thing. When yeah. I was on the show, um, Michael Jackson died that summer, and so whenever we were like released oh. and we were like out in the wild again, we were like, you oh my god, out. like Michael Jackson died. Like we were all so wow. shocked, and I was like, and everyone's like, yeah, like, ten weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we were like, what else happened? Well, we were in fashion prison, you know, like so. It was definitely um, sounds more like Squid Game. Like, oh yeah, like like <laughs> they definitely know the how world. to how to make um, a, a situation like really intense, and they yeah. know how to you know make it dramatic and you know like scary and make everyone paranoid and you know just I, I, 
I guess I understand breaking the kind of breaking you off, like like from a like modern day from a social because you don't want to sure. give any spoilers yeah. away. But some of that stuff doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, like when I got there, I literally they put me in a hotel room by myself. I had none of my luggage because it was lost, and yeah. they're just like, "Here's a Firefly phone. Call us if you have an emergency. We'll bring you food in like an hour." And I just watched like the same three movies over and over again for three days until finally we were allowed to meet each other. Um, but we weren't allowed to talk until there were cameras around. And so they had different code words. Like, they, there was ice, and then there was hard ice. And so ice meant that, like, we couldn't talk. And hard ice meant we couldn't even look at each other and make facial expressions. Because they wanted you to save it for the cameras. I feel like I've used both those terms, but trying to buy drugs in Akron. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, so, no, 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 no. I need some hard ice tonight. Akron. Yeah. Like, that I was, that's right. my favorite. I, like, I use those words in Well, if you've ever been to Akron, it just makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So talk, talk to us about your life before Project Runway, like Project Runway. Who were you as a designer before then? Oh like, gosh. Yeah. Um, so I had just started Yellow Cake. I like I started on Etsy. I think I'd been in business for not even like a year. That's I started amazing. in actually I started in '09 in December of '09, and um, yeah, I was making like dresses at the time, and I think I sold my first dress to a girl in Canada for her prom, and I made it out of like home deck fabric. Like I didn't know what I was doing, and so I. I had gotten an email from a producer. Um, I actually tried out for season seven. And I got an email from a producer, and they were like, oh, we saw your stuff on... There was this website called Stars in Infinite Darkness, and it was, like, for indie designers. And they were like, oh, we saw your stuff here, and we really liked it, and we love your you know, your whole shtick. And I was like, this has got to be a scam, right? Like, no one just gets emailed by a random casting director. Like, how, like, how would they find me? Like, you know, I, I literally was a nobody. And so I sent it to all my friends, and I sent it to my lawyer client, and they were like, yeah, this is legit. So were you I was, here? Yeah, I was yeah. living here in Cleveland. I was living in Midtown. And so I was like, I guess I'll give it a try. And so I emailed them back, and I was like, hey, I'm going to need like, more time than like a week because I, I just got this. And I, from what I understand, that was around the time when they were switching. Like Season 6 was kind of you know, the lost season where when they switched from Bravo to Lifetime, they had all that litigation with Weinstein. And so th- they couldn't air that season for like a year. And so I think they had a dip in their application. I think people thought Project Runway was like a bust. Yeah. So they were just reaching out to anyone and everyone that, you know, could put, you know, needle to thread. And they were like, hey, you look cool. Let's, you want you to apply. So I applied and I ended up making it all the way to like the final round of casting. And I was an alternate. And they ended up, I guess they had too many Hispanic girls. So they picked Maya that season instead of me. She was like the punk rock chick. I remember. The, yeah. <laughs> and then she, she kind of looked like, we looked like each other a little bit, but she was way like, edgier and so yeah so the, I was an I was an alternate and I didn't get on but then the next time casting came around they called me and they were like hey do you want to play again and I was like I don't know like it was a lot of work That's like taxing. Oh, yeah. yeah like I had to ride a bus to Chicago like twice and to meet Tim Gunn and do my interview stuff and oh, like man. I had to pay for my hotel and everything. like I didn't know anyone in Chicago oh, at the time. Really? yeah it was oh. pay- they don't pay for anything to be fair the real reality show would have been the producers in the room having to determine I'm guessing they're all white. Having to determine, we have too many Hispanic people. Yeah, <laughs> like there was like one Latin girl. Somebody had to Maya. say, yeah. Valerie, Valerie, Maya. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Some yeah. some some older white dude had mm-hmm. to be like, does anyone think there's too many Hispanics? Yeah, and the alike, other one was like, like I, mm-hmm. I thought it was just me, Brad. <laughs> there definitely was a dry erase board. Um, and yeah. there were mm-hmm. check marks. So, like, six gay guys, yeah. one Hispanic yeah. girl, yes. one Asian dude, maybe a black chick. Okay, we're good. Wow, six. That's low for oh. that season. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. So, so yeah, basically, then the next time I applied, I just, I think I was more at ease with the process and I knew some of the casting directors by name. And so, I think I was more myself and I had definitely a better, I think, collection of 
garments to show. Like the year before, I literally had like a coat and then some headbands. <laughs> I was like, this is it. So, so yeah, I think I had a better shot. And so I kind of knew I was getting on because I felt like, why would they call me back if, you know, if I wasn't, you know, gonna get on this show right so so yeah when i got the call i was actually um actually rachel was with me in the room when i got the call and that's when she was like i have to be your business manager and i'm like okay <laughs> so yeah it was a weird time and i was like i guess i'm gonna be on the show and i had two weeks so to pack up you said yellow cake only for like a year you what oh yeah i'd only had yellow cake for a year like on etsy like and etsy was just like a bl- it wasn't even what it is now like no one knew what etsy was it was like the first few years that it started, social media, like Instagram was barely not even a thing. Like right. when I got off the show, Instagram was like when it had like the blue, you know, screen and it had like the weird logo. Like it was not even like people weren't even using it. And then, yeah, I, I did the show and then it was over and then everyone and their mom knew about it. And then it was like it wasn't just like me toiling away in my studio under a rock. It was like me and everyone was like, hey, come fill this empty space or come be in this dumb movie. Or not dumb movie. <laughs> come be nah. in this movie, you know. <laughs> And so it was just weird because I didn't know how to navigate, and we, they don't help you with that. Yeah, They're just like, bye. Kind of like the stuff that we were just talking about. I, I've, I assume when you got this call the first or the second time, actually maybe even more the second time because the first time you, you didn't make the cut, so to right. speak. I know you knew how to kind of navigate the process, but were you kind of were you thinking at all in like a in like a, a reality show sphere? Like maybe I need to be a little more. Crazy or out yes. loud. Yeah, that, no. Yeah. Were you thinking I, that? I was just focused on getting my shit done. Because, yeah. like, it was just so... T- the, the constraints were so intense. And I would like I just didn't want to look like an idiot on TV. Well, this is different also than other reality... Because you, you had actual work you had to yeah, do. Yeah, we actually Not had to do just, this. Yeah. Those are the reality... Yeah. Let me just say. Right. Those are the reality shows that I like. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I like the ones where you have to be able do the to work. do a thing in order to be successful. Right. So it's like... Top Chef and Project Runway. Mm-hmm. Like, Big Brother, I'm really good at sitting. Um, and so, like, I feel I could excel mm-hmm. at the Big Brother house. I don't right. know what Big Brother well, like, is. Like The Bachelor, they you know what I mean? They literally sit in a house. <laughs> like they Why is re- it called Big Brother? Because Someone's uh, everything watching you. is filmed in the house. Every aspect. It's a Truman Show kind of thing. Every yeah. There's Big Brother. We are the Big Brother to them. So every aspect. And Survivor, like, again there's not like an actual skill but like top chef and project right. runway and so like that was my question is yeah. is how you did you feel when i when i when i used to do this show is so gay uh jack mackenroth was on a number of times oh i love jack and so uh he's he's intense he's, he's like intense and he's a very different person now than when he was on the show like he's like just like Jackson porn now. Yeah. But, uh, mega, mega porn. That and, like, is different. It is yeah. different Especially if he was runway. not and, prior. Right. No, 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 He was a project. He was a, he was on Project Runway as a yeah. designer. But I remember him saying, like, you know, he was never sure how you, he, uh, how me he felt. Oh, yeah. You know, I think on, on All Stars, I felt more like myself. Yeah. But I don't know if that was, like, too boring because I, I didn't make it as far as I did on regular runway. And I, on regular runway, I think because I was younger and I was less enc- – like, I was unencumbered. And sure. I think I was a little more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I think I was just like, yeah, let's do it, guys. And I was, like, saying stupid stuff. Like, I think I was on Talk Soup once for saying something like um, – Oh, When the other team was, like, honor. screwed or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, it's like when you have, uh, you know, diarrhea and you're vomiting. Like, you're just screwed at both ends. And, like, what's his face? <laughs> John, was it John, Josh McClellan? I forget his name. The guy on Talk Soup that used to host oh, it. Oh, Yes, Josh yeah, McHale. Yeah. And he was Joel, like, this Joel, is Joel, Joel McHale. McHale. Yeah. Joel McHale. 
And so I was like, okay, well, that's kind of like, I think I was just, that was that's my, awesome. that's a huge that was my honor. character, right? Like we all had a character and my character was like the funny girl that said random, like, like cray cray. It wasn't even my phrase and people thought I said it, but Michael Drummond said it, but then they gave me credit for it. I felt so guilty for that. Oh but like yeah so it's taking run with it it's, right 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, so i mean it's not like i was printing on t-shirts or anything so it was fine so but yeah can we even go back a little bit for because i'm curious how even like you know yellow cake and the answer like have you always kind of just wanted to i guess be your own boss do the creative thing has that always just been you've been uh, kind of dri- driven toward that you know my so my dad is a home builder and he's had his own business for like 45 years and he's really talented he's, he's a home builder in south texas so i grew up i think around this like entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. but i really never wanted to be my own boss i just remember like so many nights when i was a kid like my mom and dad being up really late like crunching numbers and doing the books and like they'd be so stressed out and i just remember thinking like that does not seem like fun and then you know here i am like running my own business now wow. and it's really it's hard but it's not as hard as i thought it was when i was a kid obviously i was 12 so i didn't know any better but um you know, I think I, I actually really just fell into it because I just didn't like doing anything else. Like, I waited tables for the longest time. I worked in retail. I was a nanny. I, like, gave blood. You know, like, I did everything else. And um, <laughs> I was working. I was actually working for the Stefanskis. Like, you know, like, they own Third Federal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was Mark Stefanski's nanny, right? And I used to um, – it was when I was working for them, and I, I just – did not like it. It was the worst ever. Like, when they hired me, they fired, like, five other employees. And so I was, like, the Spanish tutor. I was the laundress. I was the, you know, the kids, you know, chauffeur. I was the dog groomer. Like, I was doing, like, five jobs. And it was just too much. And so I quit. And I had a job lined up. And then that job fell through. So I was basically, like, unemployed for months. And I was, like, I didn't know what to do. And um, I had just started taking sewing classes at Virginia Marty when it was Virginia Marty. Yeah, yeah. And so this friend of mine was like, oh, you know, you should just sell your stuff on Etsy. It's like this new website for creatives. It's like eBay for art. And I was like, I guess. And and so I started to do it. And it, it like nothing sold for like months. Like it took me forever to sell a dress. And then finally I was like, maybe I should just, I, I read a book by Manolo Blahnik. And he, his mentor advised him to just become the master of like the one thing that he loved most. Right. And he's like, oh, it's shoes, you know. And so for me, I was like, well. Like, I don't love coats, but I live in the tundra of the Midwest. Sure. And, like, people need coats like they need a handbag, you know? And so, and I, I noticed that women were always complaining about my prices on the dresses because they were like, well, I just, I need a dress for this weekend, but I'm not going to wear it again. But, like, the coat, they would wear all the time. Like, a coat is basically, like, a purse you wear, you know? And so they were willing to spend three to 500 bucks on a coat, but they weren't willing to spend more than that on a dress. So I was like, I'll just make coats, right? And, like, it's it's what I could do. And I'm so I just – I didn't even know what I was doing. I was like I, – I, I dropped out of Virginia Marty because I couldn't afford it anymore. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll use – uh, stretchy material for the outside and I'll use fleece for the inside. That sounds about right. Like I didn't know, I didn't know what materials to use. And I just put together the theories I learned about skirts and tops and put them together and made a coat. And I made five samples and I was dating a guy who was a, a photographer and a graphic designer and I modeled my own shit and I put it on Etsy. And like literally in the first 
month I sold 30 coats. Holy crap. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I should probably hire some help. And, uh, and then, yeah, I was, and I was selling them at like 400 to 500 bucks a pop. Cause it was taking me so freaking long to make one. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and literally my sewing machine was on a, uh, a block of like a, a slab of plywood on cinder blocks. Like that was my sewing table. And, um, and yeah, then I just started slowly building the company and I only, I only bought supplies when I sold coats, you know, I never bought on a credit card i didn't like buy beyond my means i just bought whatever i was selling and um and i even had this one woman she uh, cleveland magazine did a thing on me like after i'd been open for like maybe a few months and um it was eric mole he he shot my photograph and he's like a real dick but he's a good photographer <laughs> but like he scared the shit out of me he was like so abrasive but um and he's on next week's show yeah right yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah he's really good at what he does but he's just like it's really intense and um and so there was a spread on me in Cleveland Magazine, and this woman named Teresa gave me a call, and she was like, I'd love to come to your studio. And I was just, like, looking around, like, uh, okay, people don't come here, but okay. Yeah. yeah. So she took a bus from Cleveland Clinic to come to my studio, and she tried on one of my samples, and she was like, oh, I love it, and I'll take this one. And I was like, okay. And I was wrapping it up, and she's like, and I'll take this one. And she bought all my samples. She bought, like, seven coats. And I guess, like, she was just in town because her husband was at the clinic getting some treatment done. He had cancer, and he was like, you need a break. Go shopping. And she found my article and was like, I'm going to come buy everything. So That's awesome. that kind of started, and I was like, this is, this this works. So I just, you know, I took it and ran with it. and. Okay, but in little. my head, you you Molly Ringwald did and made your own prom dress. Did that not actually happen? Uh, you know, actually, yeah, awesome I did. I did make my own prom dress way. in high Wait, school. Did you really? I did, yeah, but I didn't make it all by myself. I'm so glad you said yeah. that. because I don't know why I thought about Pretty and Pink like, like I love like, that movie. This week. I do. I mean, I hate the dress at the end. Like, I hate it so hard. Oh, it's it's not so attractive. awful. It's so bad. It's like, bad. It's, <laughs> like you're watching her go through this montage. Right? Like, I love a good montage, right? And you're like, oh, it's gonna be awesome. And I then know, you see her in it, and you're like, picked you either. Yeah. <laughs> and you see the dress and you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, really? Like, you made that out of this thing? Like, there was so much opportunity and she totally wasted it. But, I mean, you know, it was, whatever. It was pretty and pink. Um, I was told to say a name to you. Okay. That was part of, part of uh, Judy Gannon. Oh, yeah. That was, oh, man. Was, was that part of your fashion background? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, I mean, she's probably like the only thing that I think I w- could credit Virginia Marty for actually like giving me in terms of education. I mean, I'm not trying to hate on a local institution, but they just Especially weren't. Especially as you are probably Virginia Marding's most famous girl. Yeah. Also, <laughs> well, here's my beef with them. Do you know them. Virginia Marding? Uh, no. Yeah, I they're not it's, far from here. I actually passed now, them on the way. You totally do. It's now North Coast College. Yeah. It's on the oh. corner of It's like right across from the yeah. fantasy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like, you know, they're kind of like the junior college of fashion design school, but they've not really turned out that many like talented people, you know, like most of their, their people from the school didn't go on to like actually be in fashion. But so I, I went to the school briefly. I took like three class. I learned how to make a shirt, a skirt and a dress. Right. And I couldn't afford to finish any other classes because they had me taking like, I had my BFA. I went to CIA. Right. For my undergrad. I paid so much money for my my BFA in illustration, but they still made me take illustration classes at Virginia Marty. So I took all these illustration classes that literally, like, I was doing in my sleep. Right. And and then I wasted all my money on those classes, on and I couldn't take any of the sewing classes. So I had to drop out. So I dropped out. I taught myself the rest. Judy actually helped me when I was I knew I was gonna be on the show. I was like, I don't know how to make a suit. I don't know how to make a a, a you know pants. Like, can you teach me how to do some of this stuff? And so she helped me with some of those theories. Like after her classes were done, really like really late nights, like for hours on end. And so then I go on the show and then the show and the Virginia Martin's like, Hey, 
we'd love to have you come speak to our students. And like, would you want to come be You're the like best? My illustration yeah. And I was or? like, well, my business manager, we're going to send you my dossier of my fees. And here's one. So like, they paid for it. Like, and so then they wanted to give me like this honorary diploma. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I was so annoyed. Reimburse me for yeah. the illustration. Yeah, yeah. Like, just give my like, money back. I would really. like the cash equivalent. Yeah, that would have been great. That would be great. But I made them pay out the nose for my time to like it. show cool. up. So, yeah. Can, so, for someone, believe it or not, I don't know that much about fashion. I know the hoodie is throwing. But <laughs> right. The, you love hoodies, and I love that about you. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is what I teach in. That's so awesome. I, I wish... I, I, might, I, I might enroll. I am obsessed with one site and Almost all of my clothes come from one site. What is it? <laughs> curbside clothing. It's called huh. Curbside Clothing, right. and it's all independent artists. And almost all of my t-shirts and hoodies come from Curbside I Clothing. I don't know, but I will huh. look it up. All right. Yeah, yeah. I did notice that. You love rocking hoodies. I'm a hoodie. And I know how often you wear them, because you keep coming over. You've... <laughs> <laughs> He's been here so much, I know, and I love way, it. I saw there was, a, there was an episode posted that I wasn't co-hosting, and I was confused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I felt betrayed. Uh, I had a Glenn Close moment, but yeah. Apologies. Yeah. There might be others. I apologize. It's okay. but, but it was between the last. I was just here yeah. last week. And then there was another one in We between. had a rare like, Monday. We had yeah, a rare Monday one. So. That's funny. Yeah, that, I felt um, like it was homophobic. Go but ahead. yeah. <laughs> You didn't even listen. There's no way you know if it was homophobic. <laughs> no, no. Just that I wasn't asked. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. You play, you're playing that card often more, too, and I, I appreciate yeah, it. I'm here for it. Um, when you're doing things, when you're in the fashion world, how much do – I'm sure there are, like, some accredited degrees that actually it can really help you get your foot in the door. But how much of it is experience, That's luck, people you know? Yeah. I, and it's only because – I know there are some industries like that, but I, sure. I don't know how much it is. Yeah, you know, I mean, I might be the wrong person to ask because, like, the part of the industry that I'm in is very – cottage and small business you know mm -hmm. so like i've never dressed any real celebrities like i you know i'm not in nordstrom's or Saks. like i'm not on the same fashion calendar that like prada and gucci and like even like the smaller bigger independent brands are on um so yeah i mean i guess it, it is definitely more of who you know and luck and you yeah. know if you happen to know someone that knows someone that can get you a meeting with someone else that knows someone um i mean for example i had an intern once who was just like she was super, super kind and really sweet, but she was just, like, useless. She was just, like, just... Now, just what was her name? Uh, yeah, she was, she was the, the literal Rachel. worst. Like, she just was so... Yeah, she was so bad. And she wasn't very good at just, like, doing much of anything. And somehow, she landed this kick-ass job oh, in New York no. at Calvin Klein because she had a cousin that had a cousin that worked in accessories. That, and it wasn't even that it? she got a job, like, yeah. serving coffee. She got a job, like, in accessories, like, doing some important stuff. And she was just like, oh, my God, how can you believe it? And I was just like... You're like, no, I, I cannot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm she was blown away. Yeah, she was I was like, yeah, I have to do my internships. I'm going to New York. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, all right. And so, you know, like stuff like that happens all the time. And it, there really isn't anything you can do. You know, like it just it's just the way the wind blows. Like, you know, you could fart in the right direction and you get a job, you know. So that's that's how it happens. No. But, well, um, but yeah. That, that's why I, I don't know. You know, that's, you know, I, I don't know enough about it, obviously. But I know that. I mean, a lot of jobs, industries, a lot of it is, especially nowadays. Connections, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just who you know. Mm -hmm. You know, even with as much as you have, like, social media, LinkedIn, things like that. Right. It still comes down to, people don't just apply to jobs. They 
they look at the job, then they see who they may know or right. may have went to school with right. or maybe connected. And try yes. to get someone that gets that's in the connection. That's how they get in. I mean, that's just, yeah. it's the way, and I'm not saying it's bad. It's not, you know, I mean, I think everyone here has gotten some opportunity from just a friend oh, sure. or a relative or yeah. something. But I was just curious, like, how that, if, I feel like talent has to have something to do yeah, with it. Yeah, you would, sure. I mean, I think it does in some cases, not all cases, but definitely some cases. I mean, I've, I hope that, like, with our company, it, it has helped us grow. I mean, like, I honestly have had no investors, no backers until, like, the last year. Like, I, one of my clients, you know, is, is a potential investor for a building that we're looking to buy, and there's just no other way I'd be able to do it. You know, like, right. I just, I can't compete in this, like, rich white man, you know, super crazy Wild West real estate game. Like, I can't. Like, even if I tried. Most of us can't. Yeah. You and know, so, really. so, you know, like, I, I have just, to it's... call in a favor from a friend, and he's a cool dude, and he's he's awesome. And so that's something that's I, I really kind of like. That I think that's probably an example of a situation where I looked into it. Like, he, he was a client. I'm studying him in his band, and he just we became good friends. And, and now he's like, yeah, like, I want to get into real estate with you. And I'm like, let's do it. So I got lucky. And then, you know, one of my other clients, her husband's a developer, and when we talked about the project, they were like, yeah, let's get in on it. So... For some reason, these people want to work with me, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm not gonna tell you no. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, I mean, up until then, like I've really just done everything with by bootstrapping, you know, like yeah. whatever revenue I brought in, that's the money we used to grow the company, and so mm. it just well, you know little by little. How did so? How did you graduate into yellow cake? Actually, where's the name come from? Oh, it's a, so it's a metaphor. Yeah, okay. th- good question. So I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, yellow cake and sulfur and uranium. So it's, like, it's usually a lot of like old dudes that were in Vietnam, and they just you know don't realize that there can also be double meanings for other words. But um, Whoa, what? <laughs> Wait, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not true. Right. Wait, okay, <laughs> I get the joke that you're making, but I actually didn't know the reference. The oh first yeah, reference. yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. yellow cake was the code word for uranium in the yeah. 70s and 60s, like during I, Vietnam. I, yeah. I've actually Carissa, seen that in a movie. That? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I would like half the room to have not known that. Yeah. No, the the <laughs> she doesn't have a mic, so it doesn't count. The <laughs> I actually knew that because I think I saw that in a movie. I didn't know the mm-hmm. yellow cake for uranium. Yeah, idea. I only knew know that because like literally like the first week we were open, people were like, "Do you know?" And I'm like, "Okay." I assumed you were a Duncan Hines devotee. Oh yeah, you know. So, so I thought here's it was just a failed bakery. And you're like, we have coats too. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so actually, and it was actually one of my friends I went to school the fuck with. Out of that concept. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one of my friends I went to school with at Virginia Marty, actually, funny enough, when we were thinking of, we were actually thinking of starting a business together, and and I had I was you know living in my studio at 30th on 30th Street at the time in Midtown where Taste Buds used to be. And um, she was like, you know, you should have a studio, like just a boutique in your shop, in your studio. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have people in my house, you know. And so she's like, well, you could sell an Etsy. And I'm like, yeah, but I need like a catchy name. And I wanted it to be, I didn't want it to be like Designs by Valerie or Valerie Design. Like I just think that's so lame. It's like what your grandma named your business, right? You know? So I was like, oh, I want to do something kind of clever and catchy. And and so I, I was like. I'm learning, making that t-shirt right? for you. Yeah, Designs by Valerie. Well, that's yeah. the podcast. Stitch by Val. <laughs> that's it. You know? Thank you for that. I'm here okay. to help with that. Uh, so, so yeah, so I, um, I had been learning a lot about fast fashion, slow fashion at the time and and that's whenever one of my mentors, you know, she'd give me a couple books and I'd watch this movie called The True Cost. And so for people that don't know what fast fashion is, it's basically anything that's that's made in mass overseas or unethically, irresponsibly. If, if it marginalizes child or, or you know, human labor, um, then it's fast fashion, right? And so slow fashion is when things are made intentionally, they're made thoughtfully, they're made by hand in small batches, and they're typically made with, you know, more responsible textiles and they're made domestically. So... Um, when I was reading about it, I was noticing that a lot of women and children are the one. They're basically kind of the 
the um, the the casualties of the whole you know industry. And uh, my mentor was really encouraging me to to work my hardest to keep my label or keep my company domestically produced because at one point I was thinking of getting my having my things produced overseas because it mm-hmm. just seemed like what everyone did right, and it seemed like the best course of action and the easiest you know path of um, least resistance. And so she was like, you know, you really should consider domestic production. And so I did, and I was like, well, man, this just seems like we're kind of the underdogs, you know, like we're the ones that are literally trying to move the needle, so to speak, in the slightest way by just making things domestically. And people might not care. Like they're going to buy Forever 21 and H&M and Target and Old Navy and Gap all the time till they're blue in the face because they're behemoths that I can't compete with. Oh, yeah. It's so massive. And so I figured, you know what? Yellow cake is kind of like the stepchild to desserts, right? It's the forgotten favorite. Like, there's no death oh. by yellow cake. There's no, you know, like, people don't have, you know, a chocolate or yellow cake lover's dream. Like, it's, oh, it's always chocolate, right? So I figured it was a metaphor for what we wanted, what we aimed to support and what we aimed to really, um, you know, communicate to our audiences that we didn't want it to be like this Sally Struthers commercial where we're hitting them over the head, like, buy slow fashion because it's the better choice and you're going to be supporting. Children. Yeah, like, we didn't want people to feel guilty when they came to shop with us and think, like, you know, it wasn't, we didn't want to name it, like, fashion for change or, you know, clothing for a cause. Like, we wanted it to be something that was just simple and quick and easy. And if it confused people, so be it. I think what that does then is it gives people incentive to be like, well, what does this mean? And Confusing's why way yellow? better. I, I've yeah. always thought confused. I really do. I, yeah, it just it, to I go back it in art to, to go back to what will be the name of the episode: designs by Valerie. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I love I, it. Honestly, but it's I will have ellipses. It's like uh-huh, yes, and, and papyrus script or something, Valerie. right? I'm have to yeah. figure out how to actually yeah. do that on the. But I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, I, I know what that is right away, and I go right by it. I, yeah. I really do. Something like that, like it has three, four meanings. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. I think that the I think the confusing. Confusing causes intrigue, it causes, causes interest. Yeah. And it, it's 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 the uh it's the Fire Festival Orange Square scenario. Yes. Like you stop and you're like what is All this? right, I'll just look into this. Yeah. The more people that stop and look into it, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Something that when they know what it is right away, oddly enough, even if they're looking for clothes, mm-hmm. they'll scoot right by that. Right. Because it's not a name that kind of sticks right. in the Right. And, and it makes you bite. Story. Yeah. I do too. That's, an that's a really good one. Story. Yeah, it's kind of like a long winded like people when people ask them like, Well, how much time do you have? Like so it takes a minute to get there, but and it's a thing is like we didn't want it to be obvious. And I, I learned it was like one of the first things I learned in art school is that if you if you make so, if there's something intriguing about the portrait or the painting or the work of art, it it allows the viewer to stop and pause and ask questions. And so that's what we want people to do. And we, and we want it to be kind of tongue in cheek. And we want it to be whimsical. And we wanted it to be unique and clever. And and so that you know that's that's what no, it was. That's good. There's a whole so, ethos behind yeah, it. Yeah, pretty though. much. Like, yeah. I, there's pride yeah. in being the outsider. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It's well, pre- it's pretty obvious on your website. The the uh, the 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 locally sourced, locally yeah. made, kind of like, th- th- that's a cornerstone and you can tell that on your website. Yeah, like, I mean, I it, hope it's, so. It's, and I love your website, by oh, the way. Oh, thanks. It's, uh, your website is not a normal, in my opinion, is not a normal clothing store or really just business website. Right. You have events, you mm-hmm. kind of have backstories, you have the, jo- like you have jobs in Chicago. Yeah, we have a small, uh, a small, small shop in Chicago. It's on Northwestern. It's like five hundred. It's like a closet. It's a five hundred square foot shop, and we just we started it last year because we we have a lot of Chicago clientele, and during the pandemic, a lot of them weren't able to shop with us. A lot of we used to go to Chicago like eight times a year for small events and retail That's shows, awesome. and and when the pandemic happened, it just kind of everything shut down. So we were like, how are we going to access these clients? And we noticed a lot of them buying from us online, and we just figured, why don't we? 
see if a satellite shop is worth our time and effort, you know. And we found a spot that was super cheap. I mean, for for Chicago, for Chicago. and for Chicago. yeah, you know. Oh, by the way, I think most shops in Chicago are five hundred like square feet. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're tiny. So yeah. I mean, we we got lucky, you know. And the landlord was pretty cool, and he let us pay in advance, and we got a discount. And you know, my kid sister lives there, and so we just oh, we great. worked it out. So so yeah, it's it's going it's going as good as it can be, and we have our lease till May, and then if if we hit our numbers, we might you know continue. So how how does Cleveland? How do you think Cleveland influences you and your designs? And like, huh. would you be a different designer if you were someplace else? Do you oh, think? for sure. I think I would be a little bit more adventurous with my design process than you I mean. And you know what's funny though? It's like ironic. Like I really shouldn't um, like hold myself back so much because I find that sometimes when I design the really wacky, crazy things, people want it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm usually designing, and I water myself down because I'm like, oh, with the Cleveland client, it's more conservative, and they're just they're more pragmatic and practical, you know. And like they're just more like, oh, but what am I going to wear this with, and where am I going to wear this to? And then I make like you know, I don't know, a dress out of uh, like you know silver leather, and everyone's like, I have to have it. <laughs> where can I get I it in my right size? Now. And so I'm yeah. like, so it's just, I just I never top, know. I'll give you a blank check, <laughs> right? Like I just never know. <laughs> make it a hoodie. So, I'm here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Usually, if I just, I like to test it out on Instagram first, and we like to kind of gauge opinions. And if people are sending us, like, a thousand hard eyes and, you know, messages asking where they can buy it, then we know it's a winner. And then we put it in production, we do a small batch, and then we, you know, we sell it. Well, your, your surroundings are, are going to influence, e e oh, yeah. even if it's subconsciously, right. are going to influence anything that you're doing. For sure. Like, if this podcast was in Nebraska, I think we'd have different themes. Sure. You know, like yeah. <laughs> cows. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Be yeah, very, yeah. very cow-heavy. Cow right. Very cow-heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. Cow -heavy mm -hmm. Farming. What's the newest seed this week? Right. Like, I mean, that's yeah. what we'd be talking about. <laughs> but we can make that if you're really into that. You seem bummed <laughs> that we haven't done that yet. Uh, I assumed it was a euphemism. Um, okay. I want to... Uh, <laughs> Too soon? Is that too soon? That's <laughs> fine. I don't know. Can I, I, there's two days I would like to ask you about in your life. Okay, two sure. Days. Uh, I want to know about the, the day that you opened Brick and Mortar in uh -huh. Detroit Shoreway at night, and I would love to hear about the day that you closed. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the day I opened, it's funny, because Jenna Petrola was actually working at Detroit Shoreway at the time, and she um, she helped us, you know, with our, like, our we had a, needed an extension cord. Um, what, what year was it? That, that you was opened? in 2011. 11. Oh, yeah, and okay. um, and they were just. It was the same night that they were lighting the blade sign for Capitol Theater around the corner, and yeah, I wasn't even sure if we were going to open or not because, uh, like, literally, like a few months prior, I had just been dumped by this guy I thought I was going to marry, and it was like really like, and he lived like just down the street, and it was what really hard. Moron. Yeah. He what is a, his name? Yeah, he, he was such a dude. You're not dropping as many names he was as I a real dick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was like he was like a double dick, like and not like in a good way. He was just like he was so awful. He was so awful. Um, he knows who he is. If he listens to this podcast, I he'll know who he is. For the well, the ironic audience, thing yeah. is that like now our kids go to the same school, and it's really uh. weird. It's so weird, like of all the places, of all the schools, you know. Um, anyway, so so yeah, so we were opening, and I was still like you know reeling from this heartbreak and. Um, Everything was kind of chaotic, and um, yeah, we. I literally like I had to pull the carpet. It was the old uh, tax place. It was like a Liberty Tax mm -hmm. Place or AJ Tax Service something. There were literally at one point, I believe, four tax places with the, like on the, on that that one intersection. Like there was four. There's still two. Yeah, now there's only two, <laughs> but there was four, and so that one closed. And there was actually an ATM in our space. We had to put in the back for our first night. But I pulled up all the carpet by myself, like with my own hands. Like my fingers, like I had no fingerprints for like weeks. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, we opened. It was awesome. Like people came out and supported, and it was great. Like I had I didn't know what to expect, and it was just really 
really cool to see people just, you know, coming out to support something that, like, it really showed me that Clevelanders, um, you don't have to be a winner <laughs> to, like, be loved, you know? Like, Cleveland will get behind you no matter what, you this know? This is like, what I say yeah. all the... So can I just say, I don't know if I said this when I was first on, I taught a course a few years ago uh, about why people fall in love with their cities. Uh-huh. And the two biggest reasons that people fall in love with their cities uh, are, one, how walkable it is. Okay. But the, the biggest criteria is the degree Loyalty. to which your city supports you trying something huh. new. Okay. And people uh, yeah. say that Cleveland is off. And yeah. I have found that to be true. Off the charts. Anything that I have tried... Uh-huh. people show up for it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you won Project Runway right. or you got rejected from the last mm-hmm. uh, Survivor casting process. You know, <laughs> hey, we'll get you in there. I know this hurts. Oh, we'll yeah, get I you think, in there. I think it, I don't know if it's because like people just want something to to support or because the sports team sucks so bad that they're just like, like we'll, we'll, we'll back anyone. Trying. Yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get behind you. You can do this. You know, like, or because, this, or because they're just bored. Like, I have no idea what it is, but people are just like, they rally, you know, and I was just like really surprised. And so, you know, I was kind of like, okay, well, I could, I could do this. And, and yeah, and then we grew and, and then the people next door moved out and then we got a grant to expand and then we were able to build a toilet. It was so great. Like, you know, and, and That's then, when um, you know you arrived. Yeah, because we didn't have a toilet. <laughs> For like two years, yeah. we did not have a toilet. We had to like use a key and go down the hall and open like three doors just to pick a piss. Oh, it was in the shore. Yes, building. it was the in worst. The, I yes, hated it. It was I, so bad. I've and used so that yeah, yeah, and so we had we actually did our first hullabaloo show um, because we just wanted to raise money so we could get a toilet. <laughs> That's like, amazing. Yeah, and then to be honest, you know, on the, on the day we closed, I mean, because it was a good seven. Yeah. We were, years? we were there for six years. Six years. Yeah, six years. And I think we had a good run. We definitely got our money's worth. I mean, it was a bummer because the guys after us, like, they got, I mean, I spent like 30 grand on the HVAC and all the other shit I put in there. And, they and then they just got to swoop right in. And I'm like, oh, you son of a bitches. Like, but I mean, they, they did good with us. The sp- and they They're still left. Yeah. yeah, they left the original floor and everything. It looks nice. But, um, but yeah, so. <laughs> she looked away. When, just yeah. <laughs> so everyone knows, because it's radio. Exactly. Right. She looked away <laughs> when she said it looks nice. It's all right. No, I mean, they, they did a good job for what it is. Is, you know, and I when when we were closing, I wasn't crazy about it, but I felt a lot of relief. Mm. You know, like I just think for for the neighborhood, and and the thing that stinks though is that the neighborhood didn't really explode until like a couple years later. You know, like I think I ju- yeah. I just missed it. Like if I had held out for like two more years, I think I would have been in like the the you know the kind of the the Gordon Square like glow up. You know, and. Because now it's, like, hella expensive. Like, I bought my house for $94,000, right? I mean, granted, there was, like, a mouse infestation for three months, but, like... Wait, are you in Detroit, Charlotte? Yeah, I live, like, down the street from um, Il Rione. Like, I'm, I'm right oh, on 65th. Oh, yeah. like, oh, we're around the yeah. corner from each Oh, other. yeah, we're probably back to the neighbors. Oh, I love that. But then, like, my neighbors, their house sold for, like, almost 500000 Three doors 500, down. Three 000. doors down. Like, you can get shot on Colgate, you know what I mean? Like Quickly. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's weird to me because this is still, like, Cleveland, you know what I mean? And places are going for, like, half a million. And I'm just like... Although, I, I guess my question is, like, it's interesting because... And I get that. I, I, I get that the neighborhood exploded after, mm-hmm. after you all left. What does a neighborhood need, though, to support what it is that you do? Because, like, there's still a part of me that's like... Okay, but do you need foot traffic? Because we don't necessarily always yeah. have that. Like, what is it? Does that make sense? Like, I, well, that's I'm, the like, thing is, like, yeah. I don't think I needed a brick and mortar necessarily. I mean, I don't mind, ha- like, 
we're at 78th Street Studios now, and we're in the ba- the ramp level, and so it's definitely hard to find. Like, it's a real pain in the ass. To f- like, trying to get an Uber driver to, to bring you food or, like, DoorDash oh, is yeah. such a pain because, like, they always end up at Hedge, and the GPS won't take you to the right spot, and there's, like, you have to open six doors just to get to your studio. So, I mean, I love it, though. It's The rent is cheap. Dan is great. You know, it's not bad. It's just real creepy. I actually creep- didn't even know you were there. Yeah, it's real <laughs> creepy at night. Real creepy. But, I mean, it's it's not terrible, and I get my steps in, so, you know, it's fine. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, we, we have people that come in and shop in our studio on occasion and we have small events and it works but yeah i think being street level or being having a, a brick and mortar is not necessary for our business model but it definitely helps okay. so i would say you know if, if i had stuck around for maybe another year and if we had a smaller footprint and if the rent wasn't going up the way it was at the mm-hmm. time then we definitely could have made a go of it i think or, or stuck it out longer because it's pinball machines now right yeah like, and so i would assume that that the you know the type of neighborhood that would make pinball machines successful is maybe not the type of neighborhood right that would make like, us I'm successful. I'm worried actually about some of the retail spaces. In oh Detroit yeah, because who's walking around? Right, exactly. It's not really a retail <laughs> d- right. destination. Like, and that's the same reason that some places didn't thrive on East Fourth Street. Like when Dredger's Union opened there, I was like, I gave it six months. I think it lasted nine. Like it was like the dumbest adventure I ever heard of. I mean, yeah. I, I love Danielle. I think she does good work. Sean, I don't really know him that well, but, you know, he's, like, he's a little sketch. Um, but, like, they basically built this huge building with, like, $90 candles, you know what I mean, on East 4th. People aren't going there to go shopping. They're going no. there to eat or to get drunk or to go out, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, like, I'm on my way to the Cavs game, but I really can't need, Yeah, I could really use time? this leather-bound like, yeah. journal. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not going to happen. So. I just can't pass this up. Right. I just can't. And I think the same thing happened with, the, like, Gordon Square. Like, we did good, I think. We did well for where we were and what we were. But the the foot traffic just wasn't enough. And even when it was there, people were going, like, they were passing us by to go to XYZ and to Lux. And to That's what I'm saying. Like, every, even with the glow up, I don't even right. know that necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm curious how, like, Fount or, or Ocean, like, I'm curious how they do, yeah. you know? And, like, I mean, I don't know. It just. I, I, there are some of the Fount I'm actually still surprised at. I know. Open. I am too. I think they're hanging <laughs> on my thread. It's lovely stuff. Yeah, I think they're so hanging was, on my thread. Do you know that place? I do know it. I, I do, but I I don't think I've ever been. They make leather handbags. It was quite fascinating that you know that LeBron had that reality show, right? And, and where there were four finalists mm-hmm. for small businesses in 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 Gordon Square that were going to be supported. Yeah, Jonathan and, Sawyer was their investor. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. Oh, the, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And two of the four went under real fast. Really? Um, well. One of them like barely got off the. It was like the water yoga right by, yeah. by you. And yeah, that, yeah. They started the render and, and uh, Robert was pissed about that because they started working on the roof and then they're like, bye. Yeah, it was. It lasted two seconds and then yeah. the other one was old. The old city soda. Oh yeah, they um, were out of business in like a year. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that. And it was the a other cool spot. Two were, I went in there one was, time. Oh, I had my first book release party there. It was awesome. Yeah, they I had, had Jason's big, birthday party there. It was oh, great. Yeah. It was a cool. They space. had that big like mural and it was very yeah. It was the citrus. It was so beautiful and like happy. Yeah. But, and then the other two are found, which I am under the impression they do a lot of online stuff. Because, yeah. like, you go in there, I'm like, oh, I bought a bar of soap there once. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, again, that one I'm still doing monthly installments uh, to pay that off. That was, mm-hmm. like, three years ago for that charcoal soap. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other one was um, Cleveland Bagel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think well, they're the ones that Yeah, are, like, and that's Alan's investment. And I think they're doing fine because Alan's, like, he's just, like, a shark, you know? He'll just, he's, he's going to get his money. 
Yeah. So. But like some of the retail places in Gordon Square, which I am a Gordon Square faithful, like I love my neighborhood. Right, yeah, I do too. I love it I don't it's just, it's not like, a, it's an entertainment district, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not really, a, it's like, it's bars and entertainment. It's not really shopping. Like you go shopping at Crocker, at Legacy, at Eaton, at, you know, Beachwood. Like I'm not paid to say this, but like this is just, yeah. literally that's where you go shopping. And like no one's heading to the Ikea, I call it the Ikea theater. I, uh, I know it's called the Near West, oh, but it yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. the Amphitheater. It does. Like, it really does. Like, that was such like a no shame. Yeah. No, you, you, uh. but you're, you're right. And this is me like, you're going to have people that are going to reach out and try to find you because they're, they're fans of you and, and mm-hmm. they've been previous supporters. But to a casual shopper, which is more of what I am, mm-hmm. I mean, I, don't, I can't name one store on that road. Yeah. I, I view it as XYZ. I view it mm-hmm. as... Bars, bars, and bars and restaurants yeah. and places Habanero. I'm going to go hang out. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, I'm not. There probably are some shops there, and I'm sure they're good. I don't know. I don't know one of them. Yeah, I'm surprised Turnstile is even still there. Like, oh, I'm Turnstile, Turnstile still there. Which I also didn't know was a shop. How, I just I knew. I just remember. It. It. I don't know how she's making it. I really you don't. would love um, Haley. Uh, oh yeah, Haley cool Moko. Uh, so it's a really. I, and I wrote a letter of recommendation for her, mm-hmm. like in all transparency, to get into that space. Um, it's it's called Cool World. Yeah. Cool World, and it's it's an '80s inspired. Have you been in? I haven't been in, but I've seen the the facade, and it looks cool. It's and fascinating. Like, it's I really mean, it's, it's, like, it's called Cool World. It's trippy. It's like it's like walking into Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. And so oh. it's a total '80s. Is it you know, like the Brad Pitt Kim Basinger movie? Which was an '80s movie, yeah. yeah. It was called Cool World. Yeah, wasn't she a cartoon character in that? Yeah, right. Was, I think yeah, it's a yeah, reference yeah, yeah. off of that. Like it's it's real funky and cool. Okay, and she's got such a specific aesthetic. It's a cool like, idea. Yeah. yeah, she designed she designed a lot of the New Year's Eve parties at May. I call it May Halls. I know that. Oh yeah, I think it's May Halls. It, this has been an ongoing. Okay, I don't I know. Fight. I heard somewhere <laughs> that it was May Halls. Some people were calling it May Halls, but it's May Halls. Okay, I've heard both. Right. Yeah. I've anyway. heard, I'm actually hearing May Halls more though. Carnegie, so. Carnegie. Yeah, what is it? You know, yeah. like I don't even know. Yeah, Earth, E Earth. No, my is that not one? Call, Am I doing that wrong? I was like, Akron, Akron. <laughs> my sister called it Akron for like when she first moved here. It's she more like, Akron. Oh. She was lost. And she was like, I'm an Akron? And I was like, girl. That's like, Akron. Usually it's either yeah. Akron or Crackron. Like, okay. So. But anyway, I, I think the point is well taken. Like, the, you know, the, Gordon Square is not known for retail. Yeah. Right. And it's just not your the spot was, for it. And your space was big. I know. Yeah. We were around the corner. We were paying a shit ton for, the, for what it was then. And like, it just, I think after a certain point, I was like, this is just stupid. You know, like, there were some months that were really great and then there were other months that i was like i don't even know are we gonna make it like and we were just busting our asses and it people would come into our shop and they'd be like oh my gosh it feels like new york in here i love it and then they'd be like bye yeah well you know know? but that area though like again to the casual (laughs) shopper Mm -hmm. that area to me i don't know it seems like a place that wouldn't be a bad place because of like when i when i moved up here to what it is right now. I think I've witnessed the entire mm-hmm. seven, eight-year turnaround. Oh, yeah. Because I remember going to Jukebox or that one bar that was over by where Chop Heats used to be in Gordon Square, like behind oh, yeah. where all those condos are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember talking to the bartender, and they're like, it's coming up, but it's still, you yeah, got to be careful around sketch. here. Yeah. Now, I, I'll walk up and down that road. I don't care. Yeah. it's, it's a, I love that area. It's my one of my favorite areas oh, to yeah. go into in the city yeah. with everything, restaurants, bars, mm-hmm. walk, anything, you know. But yeah. uh I don't know, but that, that's, I guess, with any business. Actually, retail is probably even harder. Oh, for sure. I think what it needed really – so, like, they've got theaters and they've got food and they've got bars. And I think what it needed is they needed their own little hub of other places to pull in people, you know. So I think that the difference now is that there's actually residents that can support some retail, yeah. just not to the extent 
when, when we were there, you know, like now there's like so many condos and so many young Holy families. Like there's crap. so much. <laughs> like that's why we couldn't, I couldn't buy a building to save my life. I, I could swing a dead cat at so many like random empty buildings, but they were all snatched up by developers, turning them into condos. Like there's literally on 73rd, there's this massive structure being built. And that's, I mean, it's going to be good for the neighborhood in terms of infusing and injecting, you know, more dollars into the neighborhood locally. But yeah, I mean, there's well, that new one on 52nd too, with the one where they knocked yeah. down Club Azteca. Mm -hmm. Uh, right and that's that's and gonna be huge. I, my assumption is always and i don't know if this is actually true that 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 they're only building these places because they know that they can fill them like yeah. that's the assumption i go in like and that, so that if that's true holy crap that's gonna be a lot of people in this neighborhood they're gonna have to do something about parking that's all i gotta say because like parking's gonna be crazy what's the one it's already kind of a nightmare yeah. back there what's the one at the end of 65th oh I it's, it's on my street the edison. edison yeah it's right across the, the from me edison when i first moved here like i remember walking by there and it was just it was like massive. this empty lot and now it's truly it's a village it's like a college campus it is a it truly is its own village where they fought to have a private road leading through. And Detroit mm -hmm. Shoreway's like, yeah, no, this is going to be a public road that right. goes through your, <laughs> yeah. your campus. But hundreds It filled of up so fast. It filled up so, filled up so, unbelievable. so fast. It filled up unbelievable. It was a water tower mm -hmm. and an empty lot. Yeah. And now That's it's a water actually, tower and it's packed. <laughs> actually how we got our mouse infestation. Whenever they were clearing that path, all There's... these tiny little field mice just came into our house. And it was just like, we literally had 45 mice at one point in our house within a three months. Okay, according to the movie I saw, they could help you with the dresses. It was so bad. Yeah, right. I wish. Oh my god, I wish. Yeah, if anything, they help. It was the yeah. worst. It was. They've I, actually, like, uh, they're actually responsible for a lot of very successful relationships too. Yeah, right. Yeah, if yeah. we're going the Disney route, it they, was one of my like, biggest fears in life is just mice. I can't, I couldn't handle it. Oh, is that right? It. Oh yeah, it was, it was so bad. And oh, like, our gosh. dogs did not give a shit. They were just like, oh. Well. And this housing is. On the train tracks, not near uh -huh. the train tracks. Yeah. Like, and that, that's a, that's a, a, a those are freight trains. That's not mm -hmm. a commuter train. Oh yeah, that your house will shake. loud. Yeah. And it goes by for a while. Mm -hmm. And, and these yeah. are 300, $400,000 condos mm -hmm. like that are right there. Mm -hmm. And I'm always, they're playing, what do you call this game? I don't know what this is called, where you like, you put one hand on top of the other. And uh -huh. this is the game in, in uh, Detroit Shoreway where it's like, I have a lake view. No, you don't anymore. <laughs> right? No, you don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and they just build one in front of the other. And oh it's my gosh. like, now you're five back. Mm -hmm. Remember that three weeks when you had a lake view? That was yeah. awesome. I hope well, you took pictures. That first guy, that first person that had the lake view was probably her who paid 94000 <laughs> Right? And then the other one paid 200000 Yeah. Three, it's a bidding I war for a lake view. I paid my house. My house is a shoebox, but still, yeah. It's unbelievable how they filled up that area. Quickly. Quickly. Really quickly. Yeah. I mean, again, that's, I know, like, when you when you think about, like, a seven-year span, you're like, wow, over seven years. Oh, yeah. In, in this, in, in the, the community development, that mm -hmm. is, that's a weekend. Well, and I think it I mean, it's amazing. too, whenever they started redeveloping the lakefront, when they made it, you know, from, they, they literally, like, that, the lakefront just, I mean, it went from, like, crap to... Like from Prada to That's like not a Prada. I mean, that was like it, right before I moved Oh yeah, here. like there, there's no way that people will be flocking to the lakefront now, like then the way they are now. Because like when it, Metro Parks took over yeah, at Water Park. Yeah, because it was just like a, a crapshoot. I mean, like there'd be like syringes and dirty condoms, and then there's like a honey hut, and that was all there was. And now there's like you know these Japanese like artist benches, and you really know you nice can get all, condoms. Yeah, you can get like you know lettuce wraps, and there's a like, bar. I love that that's a, the holy trinity. <laughs> syringes, like, syringes, lettuce wraps, dirty condoms, and honey hut. Those like yeah, you, you didn't even that, pause yeah, between. Yeah, that was you know, that was all you like, could get there. That's and then,
And then, like, I remember one time, one time I went to the lakefront and I laid in the sand with my friends and we were sunbathing and we went in the water and I got ringworm. Like, I'm not even kidding. What? Like, yeah, it was so bad. And I'm like, never again. Like, I haven't either. Oh, yeah. Have you never been in the lake either? My feet have, like, casually Yeah, you don't ever want to. Like, it's just not worth it. The bacteria count is too high. It's not worth it. My wife's been there. They're, like, waist deep, so we got to get her checked. Yeah, I was like, never again. Not doing that. That's like a Paula Poundstone joke. She's like, I don't go in there. I'm good on staph infections for this year. You know? And so now people are just like flocking there for all kinds. There's like rugby tournaments there. There's like kite festivals. I mean, that's where Stonewall Sports plays our bocce. Yeah. uh, Every Wednesday night during the summer, there are hundreds of games. Mm -hmm. And there's, yeah, there's like a bar. Like, I mean, it's just, it's so, there's like a bridge and there's all these tunnels. I I like that. Yeah. It's a beautiful bar. I oh, really yeah. like that a lot. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I think that's whenever the, the neighborhood started really starts. coming up. Like, people yeah. were like, oh, we want to be by the lake now. It's really cool to be by the lake. And it's like lakefront living, you know? And it's, yeah. it, it wasn't like the mistake on the lake anymore. It was more like, yeah, like posh lakefront living. So now there's like condos in Battery Park going for half a million. And it's just. It's, un- it's I, unreal. When that sold three doors down for me for four ninety nine in about 48 mm-hmm. hours, I'm like, oh, what the oh, hell yeah. did I get? The <laughs> house next to me, like, my neighbor his name was Raymond he was the nicest old man ever he was an old Vietnam vet he died and the next day his kids were there clearing out his shit and then the day after that there was a construction crew they turned that thing around in three months and some yeah. they, they were moved in before the pandemic we met our neighbors and they were like yeah it was it went for four ninety nine. Unbelievable. yeah I mean it's a nice house but I'm just like do you, like do you know that, like this neighborhood is it's it's Cleveland you know but wow. yeah I mean well I mean I, like can't say I mean the reason that they build those is because they know that they can fill them. I mean, yeah. you look at Tremont. I think Lakewood has two going up right now. Ohio oh, sure. City. I mean, it's just yeah. It's this nuts. is you know you hear about like those cities like it was a uh, it was Nashville ten years ago where oh, twenty thousand yeah. people were moving there every single right. month. It's uh, I know uh, um, Austin is something like oh, thirty or forty thousand are moving there a month. Yeah. I'm not saying that we're going to get there, but and I honestly prefer we didn't um i don't want that nonsense but that's they're able to fill Mm -hmm. those and more people are i think maybe coming out of like suburbs like westlake and Mm -hmm. avon and they're they're like i'd rather live here where there's some stuff going on yeah so like detroit show is kind of like the safer version of the city even though literally there was like a murder on the lake like a couple weeks ago we have one right now down the street where that that the auto body shop is Uh and a murder i'm like we should report that (laughs) then Oh, that's none of our business, Ken. That's none of our business. You're like, right now it's happening. I just, I mean, on the yeah, that's scanner. Scanner. So why do you know? No. That's none of our business, and that's none of your business. Yeah. But uh, there, there's one for, there's there. one for, oh, yeah, yeah, don't go in here. There's a, <laughs> but there's a, like four doors down from this, there, there's a, a, a Lakewood kind of like a development that's trying to add a large, like, kind of like, like city center there. That's not oh, just sure. going to have like apartments, but they're going to have like community areas and shops. Oh, cool. Like they're trying to do it like orders. They're still trying to, they're going to do the one yeah. in downtown Lakewood for sure. Yeah. I and mean, that's just, that's just what's going to happen. And that's going to include more mm-hmm. places to live. It's just, yeah. it's, it just keeps on growing because people keep, they put them up, people move yeah. in. Of course they're going to keep yeah. doing it. Yeah, well, it is. it's kind of, so when I was looking for a building to buy for Yellow Cake, um, I really had a hard time finding something just for me because everything was just too expensive. I couldn't justify the cost. Like it was, it was stupid. Like it, like like three fifty for a fifteen hundred square foot little building that like mm. may or may not have really like terrible EPA testing involved. Like I just, I, I it was just so much. So then I just figured, you know what? It might be better for me to buy a building that's larger where I can house other small businesses and make a small little hub 
where people so so it draws more people and so i started looking for bigger buildings and that's when i realized i was like i can't compete with some of these bigger players and i was literally looking like on the far end of detroit like gordon square like like even like 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 in that little dead zone between like the harp and hinge town you know like i was looking all the way down there and I found a couple spots, and like I was even like trying to convince all these old dudes to just sell, and they were willing to, and then they all backed out. And I got cold feet, cold feet, and it was just really devastating because I've literally been working on this for two years, and so we finally found a building, and we're actually, I mean, we haven't signed the contract yet, but we're we're almost we're hoping to go into contract this week. But I had to do it with an investor, right? And bef- did you say it's in Gordon Square? Or? Yeah, it's in Gordon Square. I can't tell you where it is though because oh. it's not on the market, but um. But yeah, so before I got my invest before I got my investor involved though, I called a friend of mine who I knew was a developer and I was just like calling it to pick his brain. I was like, Hey, can I pay you for some consulting advice? Like I'm I'm curious about whether or not, you know, if, if we take this building and we build extra floors on it to include residential units, you know, what does that look like? Is that possible? Like, you know, can you help me with an analysis of this kind of, you know, project and he was like yeah let me think about it so then the next day he comes to me and he was just like hey my firm wants to work with you on this and awesome. so i was like oh my god <laughs> like okay and for a second i'm like wait a second like what i mean like why would they want to work with me i've literally never bought a building in my life this is my first project and they were like well we don't know anything about design and you do and you can draw a crowd and you can fill the building and i was like you're you're right i can so yeah, so yeah, yeah so we're going on this project and like we're gonna basically build a tiny little, like if, if Crocker Park and Etsy had a baby, right? That's what this building would be. So we're going to have ghost kitchens. We're going to have other non-food concepts. We're going. We're really focusing on female minority-owned businesses. Love. And then we're going to have some residential units on the second and third floor. So you can basically shop and eat and work out where you live. And it's going to be like a tiny little hub and if it works well then we'll build another one in you know some other place in ohio i'm like nervous it's the same building as the harness one. Oh no <laughs> no, 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 no i'm like let's make oh, sure that we're not <laughs> the not only that one. ones that know well, you know what's funny competing. it's it's because so we had uh uh andrew who's the the ceo of harness she was on yeah. t- two weeks ago yeah we're having coffee together on friday morning god damn <sighs> you're so connected. no one talks to me after they come on here <laughs> what are you talking about i'm here every day <laughs> That's fair. All right, yeah. yeah. Appreciate you. Um, but the uh, they were calling it the Harness Collective, which uh-huh. I love. And they yeah. were talking about something similar. Not exactly like that, but right. not just no, a no, business. Supporting a number of brick yeah. and mortars. But yeah, yeah. not just so a they're business. They're going to that ICA a, building yeah. across the street from the Harp. Oh, no way. I'm yeah. so oh, excited cool. for that. And it's just, I was trying Sounds to relay cool. I didn't even to, know it was for sale. Oh, yeah. I didn't either. Huh. We broke it on this show, I think. That's right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Heard it here first, yeah, folks. Cool, cool. But I mean, they're talking about not. It's again. It's not. It's not just a business. It's right. a. It's it's an environment. It, it's it's and yeah. that's the best way that I can. Yeah. The, when she was explaining it, I wasn't thinking of a business. I was thinking of an area and an environment, a right. collective. I, a that's place what to she go. called it. Yeah. Supporting others. And it's incredibly yeah. interesting. And just it's. While she was telling me this, and just as you were talking about that too, like it's impressive. It's like people that don't really know you that well, mm-hmm. they start admiring you. Like I started getting jealous because <laughs> I'm like I have wasted so much time <laughs> because that's just you're 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 building on top of what you've already built and you're helping at the same time. Well, that was the that's goal. That's the coolest thing. Yeah, because to be honest, like when I was looking for, because right now we're at 78th Street and I love it, but we're literally outgrowing the space faster than we've, like, than I can even that's say great. this right now. Great and so, to have, yeah. yeah, and so like I, I, when I was looking for space to rent or even space to just buy, like it was just, it was impossible. So it just, it made the most financial sense just to buy a giant building for like almost 2 million and renovate it into this big complex because there was no other way to make the most sense on paper. And, and can this I way, walk to it? Is it like 
Oh yeah, you can walk to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can walk to it, and it's you got bike it's, to it's, it. it's a good space, or and bike to it, I'm yeah. really hoping it works out. Because if it doesn't, we'll have to go on to, back to the drawing board. But I mean, we've been at it for a while now, and like I just after a certain point, at first I was like, is this stupid? Like, am I going too big? And then I'm like, you know what? Fuck that shit. Like, I deserve this. Yes. And like I've like I'm not gonna say that I helped build the neighborhood, but I was on that corner for so long. I was open all the dang time when no one else was, and like I think we really helped to build the vibrancy to Absolutely. what it is now. Well, and I was like, I can't even get like a corner for myself. Like I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I'm buying something in this neighborhood. I don't care how many realtors laugh at me. Like I'm going to do it. I don't and know about your other episodes because <laughs> I haven't listened to them, but like this is a women's empowerment for sure, podcast. Sport, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I truly believe this it's is a women's empowerment podcast. It's honestly not intentional. It's just, well, we just have a lot honest, of them. Like yeah. there's, there really aren't any women <laughs> that own real estate in the neighborhood. Like there That's aren't funny. like every building I went to, to see if they were for sale or to even talk to people, to, to the sellers, all men, all old ass white men and like it was just it was astounding to me that there were no women or people of color that were owning real estate and i was like it's about dang time i'm gonna make this happen and speak it into existence and it just like it took a while and it took a lot of tears and a lot of research and i've learned a shit ton more about real estate than i ever cared to knew, know about but yeah this is gonna basically be our retirement it's gonna make us the money that we need to grow and i want to work the front desk I i'm so excited means, yeah we're, like, we're either just, gonna would... call it el corazón or the Paloma. We're not sure yet. The heart. Yeah. I can't work there. I can't pronounce either of those. The heart or the dove. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's going to have like a patio and a rooftop deck and we're going to have like... That's my yeah. dream. I don't... Cause yeah, that's, it's going to be pretty cool. I, Phoenix Coffee's on board to come in maybe. God We've damn. got a couple... Like, I mean, we've got an organic smoothie place. We've got some plant you shops, a, some flower you put shops. A, you put a patio... You put a, you put a rooftop deck yeah. on anything. And I'm 50% people will come. I know. Exactly. It's I don't like, know what it is. Yeah. It's like crack. You know what I mean? Like people are just like, rooftop, I'm there. Like they don't even care what season it is. Yeah. Like... Get me a floppy hat and a margarita yeah. and I'll be there, you know? So, like, I think that we've got a good formula and we've got some good players in the mix and I think it's going to be cool. That's so pretty I'm awesome. What are you hoping for timeline-wise? Uh, so, I mean, if we sign the contract this week or early next week, then we'll probably have we'll have three months for due diligence. So, we'll probably be able to close sometime in April or May. We'll maybe start breaking ground in May or June. And then maybe, I would say, six months to a year from there, we can start moving in the businesses at least. The businesses will be on the first floor. And then we'll do a second, third floor for residential. And then there's a parking lot next to it, too. And the parking lot, we're going to try to convert into another smaller retail space with also like maybe like a, a presidential suite for you know residential. And then the parking lot behind. So you'll, there'll be like a pathway to the parking lot behind it. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think it's, it's, it's a good space. It's going to be modest. It's not like ginormous. It's not like 50,000 square feet. It's like under 15,000 square feet, but it's, it's a good size. Literally all I'm doing is trying to figure out. My yeah, I know. I know. I wish I could say, but I can't cause I literally signed an NDA, yeah. but I'm excited. I mean, like we're, we're so close. Like I was talking to my lawyer and to the realtor and to my other partners today. Like we were all texting. And then my investor finally called and he was like, I'm in. And he's like doing a cash offer and like, we're coming in hot, like, like strong. And so. So yeah, I'm excited. We almost walked away. We almost walked away from the deal because they weren't like we, we came up like four hundred thousand in our price, and they weren't even budging like a hundred grand. And I was like, dude, like, and the, the guy, the realtor, was in Hawaii, and I called him, and I was like, uh, dude, like, we're walking away. Like, and I, I was, I wasn't even nervous because the other guys in the team, they were like, yeah, like, what's up with that? Like, why couldn't they like meet us where we're sure, at? Sure. You know? And I was like, and I thought I was being weird because I was like offended that the, the sellers weren't meeting us where we're at. And then I was like, you know what? Like, uh, we we're we're playing, you know, we're, we're playing the game. And so I was like, yeah, dude, we're gonna walk away. And I was, I, I called my mentors, and I was like, I just, I just almost walked away from like a two million dollar deal. Hardball. Um, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know I could do that. And so then they were like, no, 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 no. 
well, yeah, we'll, we'll meet your terms. No, no big deal. So, like, they totally turned back around, met our terms, and hopefully we'll sign, like, Only tomorrow or Friday. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, 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 such a, with, in, in, it's such a game. I just, I don't have a choice. Eventually, I'm going to become an old white man. <laughs> um, right, right. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. You still have at least a year and a half. <laughs> I know. I'll have to shut down the podcast because no one will come on. Except yeah. all the Warren Buffett types. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> or that value dickhead in that? that owns Town Hall. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They'll be like, you look like my people. Or that woman, <laughs> yeah. who, or that woman who blocked me. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked to her. <laughs> so the, um, it, I don't know. The, that It's just, it. it's funny that this is kind of on the heels of like talking to Andrea at Harness too. Oh, it, yeah. it, it's such exciting stuff. Yeah. And, and it's, not it's just, cool. and again, like I can only imagine what like is going on inside your mind right yeah. now because just hearing about that is exciting oh my oh i'm excited you know what I mean? there's still a part of me that's like is it gonna happen like, and i feel happen. like those are more of the yeah. things that i think we need as opposed to just not necessarily we need but things that i think that we want as yeah. opposed to just Another a business is just sprinkled here and there right. that aren't totally affiliated mm-hmm. ones that are because that is more of a again a business collective that they're all kind of helping each other right. it's transformative yes. yeah yeah, like, like obviously, like, like small businesses can't compete with big box stores. No. But I think if we're if we're tighter knit and we're in a collective, then you I think we take could. Them down. And oh, honestly, sure. if if you actually, you won't be. But if you appear to be a larger place, you'll mm-hmm. get more people to go there. Oh, for sure. They'll I be think, like, oh, look at that huge yeah, area. It's going to look like a. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of the area, but a place like that where it has all these. Because I would love to go to a place like yeah. that that has shops, that has mm-hmm. food, hopefully drinks. Oh, if yeah. so, I'd like to talk to you about right. Gillis Brewing that I'm about to kick <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> like, it's, it's very much in its infancy stages, and I just thought of it oh, cool, cool. during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'll, 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 We're breaking I'll, all sorts of news I, here. Right? Was it a murder? Uh, <laughs> right? Alleged. 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 Yep, yep. Yeah, we have no witnesses. Yeah, it hasn't been ruled out yet. Now, like, now oh they're saying, God. like, they got they had the information wrong? I'm like, her age? Like, she's 24. No, wait, she's 57. I'm like, which <laughs> is it? I'll just release it was an old white man. No one will care. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. It's done. But that's, I mean, that's, again, that's, that is something that I, I would always, like, that's why I was so excited about the harness thing. I'm excited about something like this. Oh yeah. This is something yeah. that I would love to go to. And right. again, this is something I would go to to just walk around yeah, it's and see to do. exactly what mm-hmm. it all has to offer. Right. Maybe some of it's for me, maybe f- some of it's not, yeah. but I'm going to go there. You're going to get, I, I think people are really going to like yeah, that. Yeah, it's something to do. I'm excited for you. That's yeah. awesome. Congrats. Yeah, me too. Cool, thanks. Is, can I ask, is there, is there a Cleveland fashion scene? Like, I'm, you know, I'm fascinated by, I, it actually wasn't that long ago that, that apparently, I don't know. If oh, Cleveland Fashion me. Week? Well, Cleveland Fashion Week, but I, <laughs> I, I actually that, yeah. learned yeah. recently that, that second to New York and maybe LA that Columbus is like off hmm. the charts as a fashion capital really? of, of the huh. country because they have uh, L brands there. So, oh, sure, um, sure. So uh, Victoria's Secret and whatever. Abercrombie. Abercrombie, and, yeah. So yeah. like that, that Columbus is actually one of the fashion capitals hmm. of the country. And I'm like, okay, just... Does Cleveland have a fashion scene? Well, first I would say like define fashion capital. You know what I mean? So like it's like Not if, if you're de- right, like it's like <laughs> if you're defining it by like the you know the the parameters of like okay you can buy clothes then I guess Columbus does qualify. But you know I don't know if I would qualify like Victoria's Secret and Abercrombie. You know like it's fat it's it's clothing and it falls in the fashion category. But what is really fashion? So yeah, I don't know if Cleveland has a fashion scene per se, but I I have noticed that like. I mean, when we were doing Hullabaloo, I, I felt like we were really bringing, 
you know, something fashionable to people in Cleveland that had never happened before. Because I participated in Cleveland Fashion Week once, and I never did it again after that. And it was it was run by this orthodontist. I've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. Donald you? something or another. I forget his last name. It's no. sort of an S, like the fashionable orthodontist. Donald Shingler. No, no, Cleveland Fashion Week. Yeah, Don- I've actually heard Cleveland Fashion. Week. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a yeah. real like. Person I have not. It was it was nothing to write home about to be well. honest. It was it was Donald Shingler, and he would basically just get like a bunch of like students and teachers and uh. and make it feel fancy but it was really lame and just cheap and it just wasn't it wasn't it wasn't brought wor- to you by the illustrators yeah. at Virginia Martin yeah, right yeah. basically yeah <laughs> it felt like you know it, it kind of felt like a, like a low budget film like it felt like right. like Cleveland's Cleveland trying to put on a fashion show and it's like you know maybe just stick to like what you know you know pierogies and and beer, you know, and I just, just talked to the pierogi lady. Yeah, she's great. She's you know, the best. that's the thing is like I think Cleveland's it's, good at oh, something. Son of a bitch, she's we, so great. We can't be good at everything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we just we can't. So I have I have a, a, a question to that. So because uh, the uh, uh, Brian who who co-hosts occasionally, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian who? So who he's a, he's a local comic, and we just came off recently uh, the Cleveland Comedy Festival. Okay, now. Chris and I know about this, but it was only because of Brian. Did you guys even know this occurred? I did not. A Cleveland comedy I did festival? Not. Yes. Like a weekend. I, you know, actually, I might have heard of it once before, on once, a long time yeah. ago, like pre pandemic. Well, yeah. that, so, and that's, and when we were talking about, like, does Cleveland have, like, a fashion scene, I, I kind of liken it to just based on kind of what your response was, not necessarily a scene. Yeah. Like, there are still talented people yeah. that do that. So, I, because I, I don't think that, personally, I don't think that, that Cleveland has. A great comedy scene. I think they have amazing comedy talents for sure. Right. But I don't think that the scene is developed where it's just—it's still just not uh. getting out there for people to see. And when you were kind of responding to that, it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily that there weren't talented fashion designers in Cleveland, but it's still not recognized because maybe we just have still haven't figured out a well, way to get it out. And there. I think what it is is there's, there just aren't a lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there are some fashion okay. designers, yeah. but there aren't a lot. And the ones that are maybe here, are like there. like there's maybe there's like there's like two I would recommend, and yeah. then there's like a couple that like I think they're they're really trying. Like there's this one designer. I'm not gonna name him. He's He's not even in Cleveland, but he calls himself a Cleveland designer, but he's really, like, like in, like, a city that's way far away. And it's, so like, he did Paris Fashion Week once, right? And, like, I get these emails all the time. Like, whenever there's a fashion week of any kind, you get bombarded by emails, like, come show at this gallery near Fashion Week and be with the celebrities and the stars. And then it's only $3,000 for the, you know, right. the low-end package for designers. And, like, so... He did that, right? He did one of those packages, and he, he paid, like, a shit ton of money to do the show, and then he goes to Paris, and he takes all these pictures with his fiance, like, in all these cool, fr- fr- you know, Frenchy places, but, like, you know, there's, like, you look at his show, and there's, like, literally, like, randos in the front row, and they're just, like, I mean, you know, and some of the seats are empty, and there's, like, a lady with, like, an oxygen tank, you know what I mean? So it's not even, like, a real deal. Like, the guy got scammed hard, and, you know... And then, like, people reporting on it, like, you know, Cleveland, like, WKYC, like, local designer showing at Paris Fashion Week. And I'm just like, this isn't even, like, legit. Cleveland like, Magazine yeah. just did a piece on yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, like, it's not, it's not even worth my time. You know, like, I'm not going to do that because that's not where my money is coming from. You know, like, I just, I'm not going to waste my time on that because it's not, it's not revenue building. Like, I'm in business to be in business. I'm not in business to, like, blow smoke and mirrors and be like, look at me. I'm showing in Paris. Like, it, he's, it just, it, I just, for me, it felt like a ruse, you know, and it felt like, all right, dude, like, if you want to be an influencer, then be an influencer. But if you be a designer, be a designer. Mm. And, like, this fool doesn't even, like, make his own patterns, you know? Like, he's, like, buying his patterns from Joann's and, like, cutting a coat out of some funky fabric and calling it fashion. And so I'm, like, the worst person to ask when it comes to, like, is there a scene in fashion in Cleveland? Because, like, if you ask me, I don't think there is. I think there are people that are fashionable. 
and there are some people that are risk takers and then there's like you know the girls that go to forward and to town hall and they're like this is fashion and it's like they buy stuff like on like off of like lulu or shop Lux or i don't know like some random site where they get their shit from china you know and like there's even like and like i've i went to or someone asked me to be in this fashion show once and they had no other designers on the agenda but then they also had like other boutiques like showing stuff and like i'm doing like so many air quotes right now but like they had all these boutiques showcasing other garments and like they're just they're just garments you could buy on a rack like you know i could buy this at alibaba or dhg and i was just so disappointed because it's like this isn't fashion this is like your mom you know showing a tupperware party you know what i mean like that's what it felt like and i'm like oh this is just it just like hurt my heart because i'm like this is not fashion i can't be associated with this like it's not worth my time well i think that's why someone would ask you if they're cleveland has a fashion because everything that you just described i mean even again to casual people right like we we know what that, I think we at least I'm not saying we know what good fashion is or not, but we right. know what a designer is versus the someone the yeah. person that, you know, just goes to forward happy hour than the town hall right. and says, Do you like my miniskirt? Yeah. Like, you know, like okay, like let's talk about again, I don't even know this chick personally, and I don't know if she listens to this podcast. Maybe she will. But like Trey Sorrell, okay? Like it's a shop in Little Italy and it's this chick, I, I I mean, I don't even know her from a bag of rocks, right? But every time I see her stuff on Facebook, I'm just like, ugh, like it just I wanna just like puke in my mouth because Tell us why. So it's just so bad. It's so bad. Like she has these. She has. She has these like fashion shows that are themed, right? And like sometimes it's like naughty and nice, or angel and devil, tropical paradise, and it's like all these like. Stupid and, and basically, boring. Yeah, basically it's just like a bunch Little of like. Italy. Yeah. And like everyone and their mom wants to be a model. Like, I, like if you want to get people to show up to anything, just say model casting, and like everyone and their mom will show up, and they'll be like, I could be a model. I mean, if you need someone. I mean, I'm 50, and I'm like not even. I have no experience, but I could totally model for you. You know, and it's just yeah. like people will just come out the woodwork I to be a model. I modeled in my sorority in 1988. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People will come out the woodwork to model. But like this chick just has all these random girls like literally half naked, like just in like lingerie at like, all I don't right, know. I'll look like, it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> Whereas and, I'm like, she sounds horrible. And then they usually have like, these gross. shows. They usually have these shows at like, Women. you know, like um, like Liquid or Forward or like, you know, at, uh, what's the place? La Dolce Vita. Like they'll just do these shows and they'll charge on like 35 bucks and she always comes out at the end of this big you know outfit or whatever and it's just like a lot of cheap shit that she buys online she doesn't make any of it but she's just like look at my new stuff that i have let's have a fashion show no, you went to a conference yeah and you pick it, stuff out it just yeah. it just feels like you know whenever like your kids like fashion show you know or like i don't know your grandma it just it, it's just not it's not legit like you go to new york fashion week that's a fashion show. You know what I mean? You go to, like, even L.A. Fashion Week is a fashion show. Oh, but, yeah. like, Trey Sorrell and, like, you know, Terry Tarantino's patio is not a fashion show. So, I don't know. It's just, like, there's stuff like that. And and people are like, yeah, but it's fashion. And So, that's, like, that's Cleveland's version of fashion. You know, like, there's people that know style. And then there's people that just, like, they just like fashion because it's fun. And, like, I can't hate on them for that. But, you know, like, there's a part of me that's, like... If I was, like, a film director and I was making really good quality films and, like, earning Academy Awards and, like, all kinds of accolades, and then, you know, some dude comes along and it's like, I'm, I want to be like Steven Spielberg, you know, and he makes this film and it's, like, total shit. And people are like, yeah, like, let's make Cleveland's more of those. the film capital. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, it's the What's film the capital. What's the film scene like here? You know, like, that's the thing. So, like, I don't know. I, I, I think, think you can, though. I, I Look, yeah. I... I, I it's something that you. It's something that you know. It's something that you like. It, right. It's what you've kind of chosen to be as your profession, yeah. calling whatever you want to call it. I don't think there's anything wrong with with kind of having that critique of that. I think we all do yeah. that. 
We all do that with anything that we right. really. We people do that with things that they love that they're not even involved in. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Yeah, there's 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 good food and there's not so good food. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's good fashion and good design. There's not so good design. Like there are fifteen thousand people that seventeen times a year will pile into a dirty parking lot and claim they know more about football than professional <laughs> football players. Oh yeah. And yep. it doesn't stop me. That I mean, you're allowed. That's I, mm-hmm. so your example of I don't want to hate on him. I don't view that. I don't. I don't didn't take that as you were hating on okay. somebody. I view yeah. it as you, you that this is something. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. I, I think right. you're allowed like, with, with what you've yeah. done. And I think what you've accomplished, your resume. I think you call it critiquing, call it hating. Yeah. I think it's more critiquing an opinion than it yeah. is hating. You're like, hey, I'm just not into this. Right. I'm more into this. Well, and thing. you also ended it with, hey, and good for you if it does work. Right. You know? Like, I mean, like this chick does these shows all the dang time and I guess like they must be doing well for her because she she's still doing them. Yeah. Right. So there, she has an audience. She knows her audience. You know, her audience is mostly dudes and they like watching a lot of chicks with their tits out. So like, I think that's what works for her and them. And you know, that's just not, for me, like that's not fashion, but for her it's, and it's business. So I can't, I can't be mad at her for for making her money, you know. Well, it's but, I mean, mass production. Too. I mean, the, oh yeah, that's what we're talking about about the things like the the bigger ones, like the the targets and all that. It seems right. like she kind of has almost localized a right. target brand because yes. she knows what people are going. Right. The, the, and the, the like, quality of it doesn't small. have to be good. It's going to get eyes right. anyway. Exactly. And that's the thing is like I was talking about this with a friend. It's like not all small businesses are ethical businesses. You know what I mean? Like not right. all local businesses Oof. are responsible businesses. And like I mean that's happened to me before. Like I literally just recently i noticed a friend of mine who i've supported a lot in the past she's a jewelry maker and she sells jewelry and she make or i mean she, she yeah she sells jewelry she doesn't make it all but she's like she touts herself as a handmade brand and like i would say maybe 60 percent of her stuff is not handmade like it's mm. like i've seen a lot of those boob shaped earrings on alibaba and dhk i've bought some of those gold hoops you know when i was giving away its free gifts for clients on you know websites that you can buy wholesale stuff from overseas but like they started selling clothing and i was like okay and i looked at the website and i'm just like holy shit there's like coats and jumpsuits everything was under 60 bucks and and i'm looking at the description of stuff and it's like a curated selection of local emerging designers and, and special brands and i'm like bullshit like this is stuff like like you look at their stories on instagram and like the stuff is like straight out the box all wrinkled like on a hanger like it's it's not handmade but they're they're fooling people like it's like i don't care if they sell stuff that's not handmade like that's if she needs to make money that way that's fine but if you're telling your clientele that your stuff is handmade right. and it's it's bought from another like it's a risk resale like yeah then it's kind of deceptive like that's icky like it's like hawking shit on the corner counterfeit in new york you know what i mean like it's not it's not legitimate and it just bums me out and we even approached them and we we're like hey we see that you're selling clothing now like we'd you know we'd, we'd love to be you know like you know a brand on your roster i mean we think we'd fit well with your clients like our clients buy from your product already like why not and they were like yeah no thanks not a good fit and i'm just like are you kidding me? Like, I, I'm not even like an explanation. And I was like, you know, all right, God, all right. I'm glad you said that because that actually has happened to me twice. Yeah. Not in fashion. The, uh, <laughs> I'm so excited for wherever you're headed. And I can't <laughs> wait to see where you land. Well, you plane. just said, sorry, not for me. Thanks. Like, it was a quick, not even a mm-hmm. consideration. Like, I've obviously reached oh, out yeah, to a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, people yeah, to yeah. be on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to somebody and. They're like, sorry, schedule doesn't work at this time. And I wanted to respond with, I haven't even offered a date up right. yet. Yeah. So how do you know this? Time? <laughs> but you know, I was just like, you know what? You're I could. a good brand for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just, and a couple, you know, and I can respect some of the other ones. Yeah. I, I've had one that that 
I, I reached out to this woman that does self-defense. I was like, I think that's cool. I, I'd like to – that does, yeah. does self-defense classes for women. Like, I'd like to talk about that. You yeah. know? And uh, she's like, well <laughs> – this is funny because she was like, okay – uh, let me listen to a couple episodes. I'll let you know if it's the right fit. I'm like, oh, I'm never going to hear from you oh, again. <laughs> and, but you know what? That's okay. I yeah. don't care about that. Yeah. Because some people are just like, hey, man, you know, you talking about some of the shit you talk about. or yeah. this, Maybe people aren't into that. I, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. But yeah, this one responded. Well, was just like, I didn't listen to any of your podcasts. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, what, like, what do you talk about? I'm like, as long as it's not Donald Trump, I don't care. Yeah. He's like, I mean, actually, it's come uh, up, but we're not just like, get out there and vote. Yeah. January 6th, repeat. We're not doing that shit. Yeah. But I mean, it's a... Uh, uh, I'm like, if Kevin Vaughn, I, I feel better if somebody it, were to, I'm also like, um... But if someone were to respond, I'm like, you I'm know what? I've listened to some... Yeah. <laughs> I've listened to some episodes and it's not for me. I'm like, yeah. hey, man, that's cool. fine. Yeah. Just say it. There's 9 billion right. people on the planet. Nobody is yeah. 100% you can't please everyone. certified fresh. That yeah. is not right. Right. But yeah, the ones are just like, not for... That means... That's more of a kind of like kick in the teeth where they're just like, yeah. they just look down right away and we're like, I'm above that. Yeah. And that's what. Well, and what really bummed me out was like, when she first started out, I mean, like, I made her a sign for her business when she opened. Like, I, I like hand painted a sign on canvas for her. And like, I used to sell her shit in my store. Like, I gave her a reference to this impact program she did with a local incubator. And, like, I'm not saying she owes me a thing, right? Like, she, her success is all her own. She did this with her own hands and her own team and her own little, like, undermining ways or whatever. But, like, it just kind of pissed me off. That, like, I literally, like, saw some of my clients commenting on her stuff being like, oh, my God, where can I get that sweatshirt? It's so cute. And I want to be like, Rachel, it's not at me. Like, but I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't be out there That's trying hard. to, like, save people from buying, you know, awful cheap shit. It's going to, yeah. like, go up in flames the minute, you know, they wear it in, like, you know, 70-degree weather, so... Well, we could hype you. Can we hype you? Yeah, let's do that. And, and tell me if this is an unfair... I'm, I'm actually curious if this yeah. is a bad question. Uh, <laughs> is is there a narrative thread that connects, like, what you make? Like, is there is there something that, no matter what piece that's out there, that you would want people, like, some element of it, where you would want people to say, oh, Valerie Totes made that. Like, it... Or, huh. or do you not want to be boxed in like that like is there a valerie yeah. is there a signature thing? yeah oh like, yeah. yeah we definitely have some signature signature styles i mean like if it has pot if it's a dress and has pockets it's definitely a yellow k-piece like there's there's never a dress we make that doesn't have pockets wow. um and we definitely have you know the signature swoop like we have this one cardigan it's called our tri-pocket cardigan it's our best seller we've been making it since like 2012 i think and i would say at least 70 percent of our clients have at least three like because we make it in seven colors and People just, they love it. It's flattering. It's game-changing. It's comfortable. Like, that's just kind of what we're known for is making pieces that are transformative, but they're not restricting, you know? So, like, and they're not just, like, you know, for skinny women. They're not just for curvy women. And they're not just for tall women. They're, we kind of try really hard to cast a wide net. I mean, obviously, we can't please everyone, but we try really hard to think about who's wearing it, where they're wearing it to, how often they're going to wear it, how are they going to care for it. And, you know, how long is it going to last? Like, like this cardigan, we've been making it for so long, and it's literally not gone out of style because we try really hard to design in a way that transcends trends, right? Mm. Like, it's not going to – we don't use, like, neon ruffles or cutouts in weird places where, you know, fat yet. can just squeeze out, you know? Yet. like you don't use them yeah, yet. Yeah, right. Like, yet. yet. Yeah, yeah, we don't use them yet. <laughs> Maybe next, next year, a new collection. But, like, we, we try to design things that we know are going to be in style for a long time so that when people are making investments in these pieces, they know that they're not going to have to, like, sell it on Poshmark next 
year. Like they can right. wear it for literally over a decade. I mean, we've 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 brought back old designs from 2009 that people were like, "Oh my god, I thought you just came out with this last week." And it's like, "No, it's been in our you know, repertoire for like That's over amazing. a decade, you know?" So, so yeah, I think that there are some some stylized, you know, versions of things that we do that people are like, yeah, that's a yellow cake dress. And then there's some things we do that are kind of different. But but we always try to consider the longevity and the client Love at it. all times. Okay. For sure. To kind of switch gears, because yeah. we've talked about a couple of things. And I, what you just said right there about, like, longevity, the client, the relationships, yeah. things that people remember. If you don't mind, I kind of want to go in the opposite direction because okay. I know you have some experience with someone, with people in the Cleveland area that have done the exact opposite of this. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> what you're talking about with what you're kind of building right now or, or hoping to build here yeah. and finalize on soon, it's it's building up other brands, other companies, other people. And there are some in, in mm-hmm. my time in Cleveland, and, and I know we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, that have kind of masqueraded as that. And then, and this has happened to a couple places, yeah. at least in my experience, like in the last couple of years you know i know everyone kind of knows about the town hall thing um right when that all happened i mean they blocked us they were like no we don't want to hear about your shit anymore yeah mine wasn't even bad <laughs> i was posting articles and they, they they blocked me they're yeah. like no nope. sorry guiltless podcast <laughs> no more we are good for the immune yeah. system no more bacon like, curtains <laughs> but um one that came up that, that came up I don't want to say in the last year, in the last two, because I don't really know. Yeah. But to people like me, who again were were kind of patrons at this place, and I'm talking about the Cleveland Flea. Right. And if anyone that doesn't know, the Cleveland Flea was a gigantic business. Oh yeah, it was huge. And it was cool. Like to, to people that would go there, you, you were. It was over on I think Superior, and it was in this kind of like Tyler just, Village. Tyler Village. Yeah. It was in this uh large kind of like not I don't want to say I've been abandoned parking lot, but it was this big open space. It was yeah, outside, space. and it had everything that someone like me that just kind of likes that kind of stuff. Like it was outside. Mm-hmm. It was um, in the the daytime. You know, there were shops. There was right. food. It was an experience. There was drinks. Yeah, it was an was experience. Music. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. It was food something trucks. I really, really looked forward to. And I remember <laughs> around the time where I think I really started kind of paying attention to it because yeah. they did a winter flea, and it was in this building. It was like a three floor, almost like an abandoned warehouse, something yeah. like that. And my wife and I went up, and we were excited. We're like, Christmas, so we're going to buy Christmas gifts. I never gifts. went to the winter flea. You didn't miss it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but basically, we walked up there, and uh, the woman that was take because the flea was like a dollar. Yeah. And then, you know, the next year, like, went up maybe like two or three dollars. Yeah. I didn't, I'm like, you know what? Sometimes growing businesses have growing costs. So I didn't really think right. about that. Plus, right. it was still like two bucks versus one. Yeah. But we went to the winter one, and uh, I remember we got to the front, and there was a big line. It was doing really well. Yeah. And the woman... Same area? Was it in, like, the same area of Cleveland? Uh, kind of. Like, okay. kind of, yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah. But the, uh, the woman was, like, uh, we're, like, two plays, and they're, like, 30 bucks. It may have been more. Uh, yeah. It may have been 30 a piece. Either way, it was a lot. Yeah. And I remember and like, uh... looking at... I was like, I don't want to pay for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> just just yeah. me and her. <laughs> This isn't like a. This isn't Starbucks. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm me and the, the seven car cars behind me. me. I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, just us. Should two. I get a tow bag? Like, understood, I'm sir. Barely That'll be $30. For so it's $30 yeah. just to get in. Yeah. Jesus. And 
Obviously, we did it because we waited in line. But then it's like $30 again. And then basically, before I could even buy a present or a gift for anybody right. or something cool for my family, yeah. I got in there. Yeah, maybe I didn't have to have a drink. I did. Fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. There's another $20. Right. Can we get some food? Basically, I'm 70 75 bucks yeah. in the hole before I even started looking like you gone to at dinner. some of the vendors. That you know what I mean? Carissa was your gift. <laughs> yeah. Getting in there. Let's like, be clear. I got you into this She's warehouse. like, what are you going to get me? I'm like, I'm going to get you home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But Maybe. now I'm I'm seventy Maybe. bucks in before yeah. I've even started shopping at the yeah. vendors, which is what something like that should be for. Right. And then it really started coming out what was happening. And this ding dong has a bit of a history, and all this stuff came out. Yeah. And I saw that you did kind of chime in on something, and not. Barely. And I will say, yeah. I, you didn't chime in as it. You didn't go on right. the attack. I wasn't, was like, I wasn't like fuck you, bitch. I was, was like, re- hey, no. listen, let's it look at the It was reactionary, facts. and again yeah. for. And, and fill in the blanks here. This was also somebody, Stephanie, I don't know why I'm not saying it, Stephanie Sheldon is her name. Right. But she had also said when the flea got big that one of the things she was going to do, and she made it a point to say, right. I'm going to give my business away to a, to a minority mm-hmm. immigrant. She wanted to give female it to minority yeah, immigrant. Female, female, female minority yeah. owned business or enterprise or I'm going to give my business, yeah. not sell. Right. She, she said, give it. give it away. Yeah. And she did it. And she, she didn't. didn't. She totally reneged on that. And like, it's not the first time she's reneged on shit. Yeah. And then I and I think this was the one that really opened everyone's eyes because she posted yeah. that out there, mm-hmm. and she did it for points and for likes yeah. and for I want to see how great she is. I like that. Because she was trying. Yeah, she was trying. <laughs> everyone, to, everyone was like, that's she so was cool trying to make up know. for the shit she pulled, and she was trying to charge money for an anti-racism oh. course. You know what I mean? Christ, like, I forgot about it, that part. Was it not that the vendors were being charged an exorbitant amount as well? Was that right? And like, and the thing is too is like, I won't even complain about the fee she was charging us. Like, it was it. It wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, like, honestly, I I paid four hundred bucks to do a show in Washington D.C. that I consistently made like twelve or sixteen grand at in one weekend, and they even provided like movers to help you with your shit, and they provided lunch, and it was awesome. And like, it was always four hundred dollars for two days, and they provided the tents and everything. And then I'm paying six hundred bucks for two days at the Cleveland Flea, rain or shine, no lunch, no movers. I could barely clear three grand if I was lucky in my own hometown. Like I would gladly drive to DC any weekend of the year. Yeah. Like rain, sleet, or snow. And so I started seeing these like patterns and I'm like, this just isn't like I don't mind if she's charging what she's charging. As long as I know what the prices are, then fine. But like if you're not gonna provide the marketing that I need to recoup my expenses right. and my time, then it's not worth it. And then like to to require me to like buy a season pass for every month or every other month, like no way. Like there was one one month when um there was like a tornado, like it was like storming really bad. Like people's tents were like popping off and like blown away and like hurting each other. Like it was bad. And I was like pregnant and I was like, hey Steph, I'm not gonna set up for this. Like I'm just not. And she's like, well, you kind of have to. And I'm like, I'm not going to, dude. Like people are literally leaving right now and like no one else stayed. And for some reason, like I was the bad bitch. And, like, it was something that, that one of her henchmen brought up in a post. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to apologize for that. Cause I actually heard that you caused the weather. Yeah, right, yeah. I basically yeah. summoned the tornado. Like, I'm, like, Encanto, like, Tia Pepa, you know, calling up the, the hurricane. Hurricane Valerie, right? I remember that. I know, uh, I did, too. Mm-hmm. She's not my favorite, but she's my Right, right, I know, yeah. yeah. So I just, like, I, I really thought it was absurd, some of the way the ways that she dealt with vendors. And then to even, like, to get the newsletters was just, it was, she was just so insufferable. It's like... There's this constant repetitive nature of, like, my job is so hard. And, like, if you even knew how hard my job was and if you even knew how how much people treat me like shit. And I'm like, well, then don't work this job anymore. You know what I mean? The service I'm providing. I don't respect the martyrdom. I don't either. It's like, you know what? We all have hard jobs, dude. Like, we all have hard jobs. And if you don't like it, then 
get the fuck out. And like, not only that, but it's like, don't be blaming other people for your shit. Like if your business isn't profitable, it's not the vendor's fault. It's not the client's fault. It's your own dang fault. And then to like continue to run this grift of like, but let me be your business coach. Like I made a million dollars with my business, but I'm also broke. (laughs) But I made so much money with my business, but I have like no money to my name. So it's like, uh, why would I why would I give you my money to be my business coach when you cannot run a profitable sustainable business? So like I, and I just it make it breaks my heart to see that people are still buying into her shit still. and like giving her money for coaching like $5,000 for like a coaching planning session and I'm like I got nothing out of that yeah. session. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot of I like I feel like it's a lot of this, um, like, oh, you know what? It's okay, it's, it's okay you know that you're I, mean, I don't have $5,000. Yeah. I didn't know. I wonder you're here every day. It's, it's, it's so sad because it, to me what it feels like, it's a lot of fluff and a lot of, like, smoke and mirrors. Like, yeah, girlfriend, you can do this. And, like, it's okay to be imperfect and fuck the patriarchy. And, like, just, you know, know your worth and demand your dollars. And it's like, okay, well, how do I do that? You know, like, give me actionable, those tangible are steps. The, those exactly. Are you know what? Yeah. It's a lot of buzzwords. About the whole thing is that, and I'm happy you said the G word, uh, <laughs> that that it's a grift that is particularly tailored for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, this is not a grift that's going to work mm-hmm. in New York right, or D.C. Right, because people are... It's also like, oddly, and I think this is where it really got bad for it, too, is that it's a grift... That's tailored to the people she's claiming she supports, right. which is the, the minority. Yeah. Like, so when during COVID, when uh, I didn't hear, I heard the second part and the first part at the exact same time. So mm-hmm. she was p- going out and saying, hey, I'm going to do this thing for minority businesses where I'm going to offer them support. I later found out, or no, I found out that she was charging for that. And then I found out the, mm-hmm. the original you know, praise post. And then I found out, like, mm-hmm. and for only $300, yeah. I'll help you navigate COVID. Yeah. And can we just specify? Can we be very specific? You just went for big a big picture comment. It wasn't mm-hmm. like yes. this yeah. attack so, dog thing. Well, that that's the thing did. is, like, so basically, I mean, if there's a couple times where I interjected myself, and normally I don't because I'm like, I'm not even, like, not my monkeys, not my circus, right? right? But there was one instance where she was basically like, telling Amira from Baked AF, who's a good friend of mine and also like I this trust This is the one I saw. Yeah, I trust yeah. her business and like I know her personally and like I, we sell her stuff. She makes good shit. And so basically Stephanie was accusing Amira of A, being a white woman, which she isn't, and B, saying that Amira is not engaged in her community or engaged in the, the cause of immigrant people. And so I'm like, bitch like do you even know who this person is like you don't have to know but she was actually one of yeah and so i was like okay first of all like you got to come correct and you got to know what you're dealing with second of all like like come on steph like get your facts straight and third of all like don't be like out here calling people out when you have no room to call them out like you don't know her her business you know so it really bothered me that she was making all these claims and like just literally like fighting all these fights and pissing on people when she shouldn't be so i was like hey dude like come on like you just can't you can't do that and then out of nowhere, like, random people, that like, her family, like, her sister-in-law, like, this other person she knows were, like, coming at me in DMs and making these claims online. And I'm like, you know what? Like, go ahead and throw your daggers, but, like, I'm going to show you who I am with the money I make. Yeah. Like, I'm going to show you who I am with the things I do in my community. Like, I don't have to blow smoke up your ass. I'm actually doing it, you know? And it just... It, it, you, I mean, it you are me. a big fish. Like you do have a sense, right? Like I, I don't I, even know. You are a big, <laughs> oh, like, like, yeah. You yeah, are, yeah. you are a big fish in a reputable way. 
Like, I, I would you, hope so. Like, I worked really hard for that, you right. know? Like, I worked so hard for it. Like, I bite my tongue so many times. Like, really, the only time I let loose is on podcasts like this, when I'm like, people might hear it or they might not, but I'm okay with that, you know? Like, I knew you were a big deal when my wife's like, I want to sit in on this. Oh. <laughs> Usually a guest will come down, she's like, who? I don't fucking care. <laughs> Do you notice that she comes down, though, when I'm here? All the time, Aww. yeah. <laughs> Well, but she, but and so, but I, I, he's absolutely right. Like you, you, I mean, I knew this prior to this. I knew this prior to even reaching out to you. Like I yeah. knew who you were. So there are some people that I think kind of have that pull, whether they know it or like it Aww, or not. You, you just do. I think other people in the community, customers, other businesses, other anybody. I think they looked and there, there's a couple like this. Like I usually liken things like this to the guys at LBM. So yeah. mm-hmm. Eric came on. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. And every other like different like restaurant or Is bar that the owner. Bar? Yes. The okay. Fucking greatest place. I know. But um, a lot of them like during COVID, they all kind of in you know Eric didn't really think of it this way and still doesn't because it's just not the way he is. Everyone kind of used LBM as their compass, like the other bars yeah. and restaurants. So, like mm. if I want to do it right, who should I model after? Right. And they were one. Jukebox was another one. Yeah. Like they were just. And, you know, they, they're like, I'm glad people think that way. We just don't, they were just looking at everyone's best interest. Yeah. I think there's more people than you think that view you and your business Oof. that way. Oh, yeah. okay. I oh, remember yeah. seeing you chime in and I'm like, oh, shit just got real. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just like, well, I just so like, awesome. I couldn't believe that like, Fashion I was Mayor seeing, chimed in. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe I was seeing what I was seeing. And I was like, gosh, like enough is enough. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah. And then like when, you know, when this other person came at me, I was, I was really pissed. Like, and I, I it literally like got me down. I'm like, I I remember going home that night and I told my husband and I literally just cried. And I was like, what, what did I do? You know what I mean? Like, I'm literally standing up for the thing that Stephanie is saying she's against. And then her henchmen are coming at me for what? Like, and I was, I was so annoyed because I'm just like, gosh, like, this shit was ages ago. And, and I just, I, I, I worked too hard. To be torn down oh like that, you God. know, and, and I mean, you're not gonna be. yeah. And <laughs> no, so I was like, you know what? Like, I'll I'll let them, you know, have their moment. But it was like, it's just not worth my time. Like, I have so many other more important things to do that I just didn't even want to be bothered. Yeah, with I, I remember. I, I mean, this was maybe three months ago when maybe I came across it, but uh-huh. it was your friend at Baked AF. Mm-hmm. Kind of called her out on this. Oh, I know she was doing a rebranding or something yeah. like that. Yeah, she called her out. On so that song and it. she was like, "I thought you were giving your business." This mm-hmm. was the comment. Right. I didn't even really think it was a, an aggressive comment. Right. I, thought I thought it was she more was like, of hey, a. Did you happened? fucking say this? Yeah. I just went to your page. It's on your yeah. page. The page I'm commenting on. Yeah, they were oh, just yeah. like, that's, that's "I thought you were giving your business away to a yeah. minority woman of color mm-hmm. or slash immigrant," and her response. For a future old white man, that was even infuriating. Yeah. She basically said, yeah, but I don't really know who's, you know, just virtue signaling and pretending right. to be part. And that, I think, was the part you responded yeah. to was... Because she called her a fake she feminist. How she virtue she's, right. she's an immigrant. And she's she, yeah, she's she, exactly mm-hmm. the person you said you were going right, to give this business Right, that you're supporting. To. Yeah, and she And she wasn't asking for the right. business. I do want to clarify yeah, that. Yeah, she wasn't even she asking for it. She was saying, I thought it. you were giving right. this to someone. I wasn't even asking for it. And then, like, to... To throw salt in the wound. To throw salt in the wound you know, records are public, but Stephanie was awarded over like I think a hundred twenty or eighty thousand dollars in PPP loans. Like my business, I have three full time employees and I have two part time employees and I barely qualified for twelve thousand dollars in the first round. And here's Stephanie Sheldon, whose business was shut down, no employees, and she got eighty grand? I think it was like, north of that. I think it was like a hundred and twenty. Yeah, hundred and twenty maybe? Like she like got there. two, yeah. It was over. So, so it's like, what is that paying for? And it's like, oh right, right. Her fancy loft at Mueller Lofts and it's probably paying for her like super you know, organic groceries and like her trip to wherever. And I'm just like, 
Are you kidding me? Meanwhile, her, her one of her friends is like accusing me of using money from a nonprofit I started 10 years ago to go on a trip to India. And I'm like, bitch, your girl just grifted the government. And like, you're telling me I'm stealing money from a nonprofit? Like, I was, I was floored. And so like, to see that, it's just like, I, this doesn't make sense to me. And her response was that, well, you know, I deserve this money because of the effort I put into my small business when it was operational. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's not, not how that's that not how this program works, <laughs> but okay. It's actually 100% yeah. the exact, that's and, not, it's an incorrect right. Interpretation exactly, of what that is. and I'm really, really hoping and we're going to reward that. I'm yeah, really that hoping that money is for the employees. Right. If you're shutting down, it means your employees can't work. The money's right. for your employees. Exactly, and I'm I'm really hoping that someone reports her for for PPP fraud, but but who knows? You know, like I mean, uh, if I'm being honest, the answer is no. Oh yeah, uh, even not. if she's reported, nothing's going to happen. Right, it's just it's, it's, it's there's too much red tape. I think the, uh, the you and, and Ken, you mentioned that. Yeah, it's crazy that people are so supporting her. I, I remember after that town hall thing, after like four months. I remember driving by there. I was like, "No one's gonna be fucking in no, that place." I know more. Oh my yeah. god! Go the other route. Mm-hmm. I think they're having their best year for our flea. I right. got engaged at that flea, and yeah. I didn't. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like that's right. Mm-hmm. But but <laughs> they come up with these stories like, "Well, well, the, one of the most memorable days I've ever had in Cleveland was at the flea." Yeah. So all my friends, we need to cash mob the fuck out of the flea, right? Like that's literally <sighs> what happened. We're like, we need to. Yeah, she has these people. That, just that like... project runway woman is trying to take her down. And so <laughs> we need to like support yeah. the hell out of the And there's flea. like blind, they're like blindly supporting <laughs> this person. Project trying to take down another white titan. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh my God. Sure, she won the eyeshadow challenge, but like she didn't even like win the whole thing. And that was a great challenge. Uh-huh. You won a big, yeah. I did read that. You were actually, you were doing pretty well on some of them challenges. Yeah, you know, I, I did all right. I did all right. Jackie not... OG. Yeah, that's. Right. I just, I just don't think that it. that's a uh, – everyone just kind of like – I think you said it best, just kind of digs in more. You oh, know, yeah. your team is your team, you know, and yeah. it, it because takes she hard. portrayed herself as the underdog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and she's and constantly she's underdogs. constantly stating this narrative about how, like, the patriarchy is out to get her. And it's like, okay, yeah, like, maybe – like, yeah, it's like, maybe let's like, take a step back and look at this and, like, see how we've maybe created some false narratives. And, you know, I think she just – she's constantly painting herself as a victim. And, and some people buy it, and then some people don't. And I think the people that don't aren't loud enough, and there just aren't enough of us. And I hope this is okay, me saying to you, I actually don't associate you with the patriarchy. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I really would. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, that's just that's just how the cookie crumbled, I guess, with that. But I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping times. that she finds whatever it is she's looking for and that she, you know, if has the adventure. She's looking for she, free money. She found she, it. She found yeah, it. yeah, you know, God, she definitely PP did. Fraud is legit. Definitely did. Yeah. Well, I, 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 again, you know, I, I it's I understand the, the a lot of us see those kind of things and you get frustrated by it. But yeah. it's unfortunately one of those things that unfortunately I just think it's just part of our lives now. Oh, man. yeah. It's, yeah. It's in, in I think it's good for everyone to kind of voice there and kind of take the, make their side known. Right. But you also can't let that take over your life. That, that, that right. just can't be. There was, um, there was like a, I think it was a Newsweek article. I might get that wrong. It might have been a Washington Post article. I'm not sure. That was, uh, especially in the wake of George Floyd, that all of these businesses who promised that they were going to do things exactly mm-hmm. like that, and it totaled billions of dollars that right. in no way went to the virtue signaling that right. happened that there. they all proposed. Right, like these mm-hmm. promises of, oh, I'm yeah. going to do this, and I'm going to devote yeah. this money to this. And like, there was an amazing research article, I don't know if I'll find it, um, that, that, wow, right. nope, 
that really got a lot of likes on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, but that shit didn't happen. The follow through was. I there. mean, everybody, every, everybody, every, when things like that. How many actors said that they were going to move out of the country if Donald Trump won? They right. all fucking live here. I mean, right. he did that for attention. You know, like the thing with uh, the George Floyd thing. Yeah, like when a when. <laughs> Like when Abercrombie comes on and goes, just so everyone's aware, we do not agree with what happened. Like that's not a huge thing. Right. You it's should. Like, okay, cool. Thank Good. God you cleared that up. Yeah. We weren't really sure. <laughs> you know? like the guy from Catfish in the elevator saying, "I am against." Yeah, this is a cruelty-free elevator. And like, especially when they wait several weeks. <laughs> oh my god! All right, we've analyzed this video. Yeah. Couple times, and Another, you know what? Everyone else has we've said made something. We're also yeah. we're on board. We we. So yeah. I know you're all waiting to hear, but yeah, yeah. we just want to say that the Cleveland flea is is really we're, we're pretty close to being against um, racism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> close to it. Yeah, we're going to seriously consider taking a stance against racism. Probably after, when the summer wraps for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely when the summer wraps. Every four hundred person. Then we'll teach a class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every four hundred person, we're going to comp in here uh, if they are yeah. an immigrant woman. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, what we meant. Every four hundred. You all heard yeah. I was going to give yeah. the business, but what I meant mm-hmm. was every four hundredth immigrant someone. woman that comes to the flea like will a... be discounted seven percent. It's like that episode, and that money will go <laughs> probably to a there's, gas. There's um, there's that that show you know with um uh, on on Hulu. It's called Shrill. And yes, there was an episode the where there was one, like, yeah. yeah, there was an episode where there was like a women's conference and they were like, yeah, so whatever happened to the woman that you gave a scholarship to? And they're like, oh, yeah, um, she couldn't come because she had to work. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, OK, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, you know, we, we're doing our part. But we're, doing our if, we're doing our could, thing. If we could, I just because I heard the word grift twice uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> this is completely unrelated. It might be a good way to kind of wrap it up. Sure. Is anyone watching this Anna Delvey? Oh, you know, I saw it. Um, I read a horrible review, so I didn't do it. Oh. Oh, everyone's Dude. saying it's really good. It's baffling. Oh, yeah. It's so review. baffling that this happened. But I actually watched a snippet of it. Um, there was a show on Amazon Prime, I think, maybe. It was about, like, like the craziest cons in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I watched, like, a 30-minute episode of it, and it was wild, like, what she did. Like, and now there's a whole series about it. It's, the, it's like, eight or nine episodes. We're only about yeah, halfway Shonda through Yeah, Shonda Rhimes, it. right? And I'm already... Oh. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. And I am just... Like pausing and looking at my wife, just like, how does this happen? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's good to see that rich people are stupid too, mm-hmm. but I I'll mean, check it out. The review I read was that it was a mistake to focus on the journalist, and it would have been so much more I agree interesting to her. focus on her. I, yeah. I, I agree with that, and maybe the way that, maybe the way that they're doing it is because. I think if they focused on her, because it's a dramatization, it's not a documentary. So I think if they focus on her, it looks it, it'll sound more like a lie and, and a bullshit right, story. It it's more them just uncovering everything. And I mean, I'm like, there's still four more episodes, and I'm already like, they could have ended yeah. right here, and I'm blown away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, we can't end yet, though. Okay. Because I, I am, I am contractually obligated. Okay. Um, through my duties as an uncle. <laughs> Uh, to talk to, I was informed this earlier today, um, to talk to you about my 16 year old niece. Okay. Who is a budding fashion designer. Okay. J Sky Designs. There's an E okay. with Sky. Okay. J Sky Designs. What should she be thinking about? She's 16. She okay. is, everyone should go to Instagram, J Sky Designs. All I right. go there right now. Yeah. She, um, she designed a really cool black dress the other day. Uh, uh-huh. like, also, she would like to intern with you for, uh, for I was just at a month. I just extended it. Just a week. <laughs> Get her here. Get her here a week. But, like, what should what should she be thinking I about? want to intern with you for a month. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. <laughs> I feel like I have. So, okay. So, um, does she have her own sewing machine? Like, does she know how to she sew? Does. Okay. She does, yeah. um, what's, like, the extent of her sewing knowledge? 
like um, from she, whatever it is I see on Instagram. Okay, of her she can make like a dress. Make. Apparently, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's, she's got yeah, she's made dresses well, and yeah. I would recommend that she um, gets a really like the, honestly the best advice I ever got was that um, you can do a lot if you have more time than money, then do as much as you can as you can on your own, mm-hmm. right? So um, you know she should buy some books on pattern making. Okay. Um, buy some books on draping. And there's, um, I forget the author that's the one you should buy and the one you shouldn't buy. There's like two authors. One's really good and one isn't. I think um, it's like, I I don't even know. But I'll, if I figure it out, I'll let you know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so she should get a good book on pattern making and pattern uh, draping because draping and pattern drafting are two different things. But also she needs to get a really good pair of scissors. So like, mm. the scissors that Joanne sells are crap. Okay, they're total crap. Like she needs to spend at least like 40 bucks on a good pair of scissors and okay. they're going to be large and they're going to be heavy. But when she gets used to them, it's just it'll, she'll, she'll be all the better for it. So um, there's a company called South Star Supply. There's also a company called Wawak. There's a lot of like companies that sell industrial like professional equipment and, and she can get some good shears from those websites. Um, and then she should get herself a really good iron. And she probably can't like justify the expense of like a professional grade, like gravity feed iron right now, but you know, maybe like a Rowenta or something like that. That's okay. You know, like a good steam iron. Cause that's the difference between homemade and professionally made is a good iron. Like you'll notice that like I'm homemade clothes so <laughs> look real fluffy and they look real, like real sad because they're not pressed really well and they're not crisp and they don't have like like clean edges so she needs to get a good iron and she needs to make sure she's pressing every seam after she sews it can i ask one follow-up question sure what about her voice uh, oh as a designer yeah so what i usually do whenever i'm like thinking of designing new pieces or i'm not sure what to design i do a couple things so i look in my closet and i pick out all the pieces that i like to wear a lot that aren't my own like things that i wear all the time like what are my favorite dresses rompers pants whatever and what are the ones that get the most mileage and i look at them and i think of ways that i can make them better like would i add more pockets would i make them stretchy would i make them longer or shorter would i add you know a zipper here or there? like what what would i do to improve upon the thing i already love the other thing I do is I usually, I don't buy fashion magazines. I go to like Barnes and Noble or Borders or whatever big bookstore there is that has these, um, there are these big volumes of books that are either called Vogue Collections or Gap Press. And they're these giant like books of like all the collections from like all the designers that year. And I just like literally like sit down for hours and I look through it and I put like those little post-it tabs on the pages mm-hmm. of the things that I like. Or I'll even like circle them or sharpie them like no one else is going to have this book but me. And then I'll, you know, circle all the ones I like and then I'll go back and I'll look at those and I'll think of ways that I can improve upon them. So like if I've circled them, it means I liked it for a reason. Like maybe I liked the cut or the color or the texture or the silhouette. And then I'll think of like, okay, this dress, how would I reinvent it? What what would I do to make this my own? And then I'll literally just like fill up pages and pages and pages of like tiny little forms. Like I'll put 10 on a page and I'll make like really rough sketches of dresses. And then from those, I'll pick like 50 that I like. And then from those, I'll pick 20 that I like. And then from those, I'll put them on Instagram and say, hey, what do you guys think about these? And then I'll make like three of them in real life. And so, yeah, I just kind of like, it's just process of elimination. And then really, you know, Rachel Roy, she was one of um, the designers that was a judge on the, the episode that I was eliminated on and um, she was like just make the things that you like to wear you know make the things that you would wear yourself and then people will will 
you know, gravitate towards that. So as long as she likes it and she wants to wear it and she loves wearing it, then, then yeah, I think she'll be doing all right for herself. Stephanie would have charged $5,000 for what right. we just got right. in that moment. I I'll just send wanted. you my bill in the mail. Yes, yes. Please send it to my sister. <laughs> yes, but at least but she would have avoided that the patriarchy. Amazing. Oh, good. I'm glad Do you get helpful. hit up a lot for like Oh, advice? my gosh. If I had like a dollar for – or if I had $100 every time someone was like, can I just pick your brain? It's like The Bachelor. Can I steal you for a second? Like it's just so obnoxious. I actually just put a post on Facebook about this. Um like literally in the past week and a half, I've gotten maybe like seven requests for like organizations, like nonprofits or businesses or actual organizations saying, hey, can you come like speak to my high school class and like teach like a session on this for like two hours? Or can you come speak to my group of bankers about, you know, we're, we're highlighting fi- female businesses, minority owned women. Like, can you come speak at this thing? Or can you come host this whatever? And like this one school, Youngstown University, they wanted me to drive all the way to Youngstown. YSU. Speak to their class for like two hours and then drive all the way back for free. And oh, so yeah. I was like, do you have like an honorarium or like a stipend for your speakers? And she's like, I mean. A gas card? It's yeah. fucking young no. stuff. She was, like, she was no. like, I can write you a handwritten note and then we'll put you on our social media. And I'm like, yes, because I'm just dying to get on Youngtown University's social media page. That's, and I'm like. You have, you've always said that that was the market you wanted to crack. Right? So I yes. think that, that would I'm be awesome. I've finally done it. You want so to talk was, about a fashion scene. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I was like, I just, I was, I'm just like constantly getting pegged. And I'm not the only one. There's like so many other small yeah, businesses yeah. getting uh-huh. pegged to like give my time for free to speak or host or teach people and I'm like you know what I've worked really hard for this knowledge like here's my fee uh, call my my associate Tara she'll take care of everything do you feel compensated knowing that my uncle street cred just went up a lot though like did that <laughs> that's what I'm a little bit worried well, about well here's the thing like every now and again I'll do things that I'm like you know what that sounds cool I'd like to do that I get to choose what I give my time to for yeah, free yeah. right yeah, but course. there's so many times where like even for charitable donations like I don't even think Chipotle or Target get hit up this much but like a lot of small businesses oh, get gosh. hit up for donations all the Constantly. time and one time I got hit up by the American Heart Association, and I was like, hey, you know, who's the person coming to pick up this thing? And they're like, oh, can you just ship it to us? And I'm like, I'm not paying for shipping, <laughs> and I'm not going to send my, my employee to go ship this off to you. Come pick it up when we're open. And like, it just took forever for them to come out. And when they finally did, they were like, I've never even heard of you. This is so good. I love the shop. And I'm like, what? Like, you've never heard of me? Like, and so a part of me is like, why don't you like make a roster of all the businesses that are contributing to your event for your free raffle and like, you know, let the people at the event know about these businesses so that we can actually recoup our investment. I was like, I'm not donating a single thing ever again. Also, unless if you're going to do that, yeah. lie. Right. Like, Jesus don't tell me you've never heard of me. Don't when, walk into someone yeah. you've been exchanging these she, business yeah. ideas with them and be like, I don't even know what right? you were. She was like, oh my God, this is so cute. And I'm like, you oh my God. To be on Project yes. Runway. I just, yeah. And I was like, I was. And I just, I wanted literally like I don't know like punch her in the throat I was so annoyed and I don't normally like and that's the thing is, like, being a small business owner you have to hold your tongue so much and just be like yeah I'm totally fine with this this is great I do I that love when it. someone's like have you heard him like, yeah I think I have heard <laughs> right. of your place oh my god yeah I I've listened exactly. to that podcast. exactly yeah. and that's yes. why it feels like a lot of small businesses <laughs> get hit up so many times for free shit and they don't even get the benefit of their donation yeah. yeah and like I guarantee you like and it's statistically proven that Target and like, big box corporations do not donate in the same way that small businesses do on the same like even though they might donate larger numbers in terms of like the amount and the the capital they have compared to small businesses small businesses are exponentially giving more and oh my gosh it's just yeah. it's 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 a known fact and it's so frustrating because we're, we don't even get like a thank you or like an email or like a 
hashtag or a ping or something. It's like, just put me in a newsletter or anything. I don't care. Like, but you know, just give me something for my time. I and will tell you that the article that we did on you making masks for uh-huh. the Buckeye Flame, which was one of the first pieces we ever did. It was yeah. right after we launched. Yeah. Did major traffic. It oh, good. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. I'm sorry, but the, the last question of that was the, do you guys remember the last question? No. Oh, I do. Did I ask but, how gay was part yeah. of the run, right? And no. Yeah. <laughs> your answer was the best part. You're like, on a scale of one to ten, super gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I made some good friends and stuff. But, it, yeah, no, it was a bunch of queens. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love yep. that. Yeah. It was great. Super, super and gay. And now Jack McEnroe does porn. So, yeah. Right. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Jack. I'll yeah. tag him in this. <laughs> You're so amazing. Oh, thanks. You're yeah, it was so Yeah, this is cool. I'm so yeah. glad you came. I had a good time. You know, I know, it's a, I know it's a school night. It's okay. okay. How old are your little ones? Do I know um, that? So Luna is, she'll be six in October. Holy crap. Yeah, she's she's five still. And then ah, Cielo is um, eight months. She'll be a year, or maybe she's nine months. She'll be a year in April. I'm like, how many months away for you, April? What was her name? Second? Cielo. So it's, it's Spanish for um, sky. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Luna's Spanish for moon. So moon, moon yeah, and sky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not real granola or woo-woo, but it's just in our vows, we, we um, I think it was the Game of Thrones thing, but I didn't know that at the time, <laughs> to be fair. Um, but Jason and I, we were like, you're my moon, my stars, my sun, and my sky. And so that's That is kinda, a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, and so that's a, that was the only thing we could agree on was Luna and Cielo. And, um, you know, obviously, like, we hadn't had Cielo yet, but we were like, yeah, it works. So, yeah. Does uh, Luna have fashion sense? You know, she really loves color and she loves clothes and she used to hate it. And now she comes to the studio with me a lot. And she, I think now that she's understanding that I can make things, she's like constantly putting in orders and she's like, okay, I want this. With... <laughs> she literally works for the American yeah. Heart Association. She's Pretty the much, one yeah. that like put she's in like, that request. She's like, listen, I need this by Friday. <laughs> she comes in like, mom, I didn't know you had a shop. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I need this by Friday. I need it to be She's like, cute. can you please ship this? No, Luna, come downstairs. Yeah. You can she's get real, it. She's real obnoxious sometimes and she's just like I want this with the sparkly and the wavy and the curly and the pink I want everything pink yeah. you're and not then even I'll, getting pockets yeah. now Luna yeah. and then I'll start to make it and she'll be like I didn't want it like this and I'm like oh my god like, <laughs> that's amazing yeah she's uh, insufferable but no oh. she's great she's my best Love friend <laughs> do you have stuff coming up that you're excited yeah, about yeah yeah um, you have a couple events. Yeah, Third like. Friday is uh, Friday. God, I love and Third yeah, Friday. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. You know, it's it's, it's they've they've done a good job, COVID yeah. and all. Um, and then we are st- still doing the Star Wars fashion show. I mean, we can't really call it Star Wars fashion show. We're calling it Force and Vogue. Um, so yeah, it's gonna Adorable. be on May fourth. It's a Wednesday, so I'm not really sure how that's gonna go. But we're gonna keep it small, like I don't know, 300 people, and we'll we'll keep it chill. But we're we're still not sure on the venue yet. Um, we we were really wanting to have it at Berkeley Lakefront or maybe NASA, but NASA's not doing anything until 2023. And mm. Berkeley Lakefront, they might be too small and their hours are weird. So we might try to see if we can, like, close down a street in the neighborhood and, oh. and short show away and just maybe do it, like, on a random street or a ah, parking lot. I like right? that stuff. Yeah. I love that and it'll be, stuff. And it'll be under the stars, you know, and, and we'll have a tent in case it's shitty weather. But, um, yeah, it's just going to be – we're going to do three chapters, right? It's going to be, you know, Empire Strikes Back, we're going to Return of the Jedi, and then uh, – I forget the third one. What is the third one? Star Wars. Yeah. The, okay, yeah. The new, <laughs> a new Hope. Yeah, A New Hope. And so, <laughs> so we'll have – the Yeah, so, <laughs> so we'll have – you know, we'll have Tatooine, we'll have Endor, and we'll have, um, you know, Hoth, and we'll have like, you know, yeah, I don't so know why I've always whenever whenever you close off like a block like mm-hmm. there was one in Hinchtown that we only went to like twice but I loved oh, the, it for CMA when yeah, they had, I think yeah. that was it I love that yeah I did they too they used to do the world music it makes it real hype there. love yeah. that what was so, the, didn't they do that a lot the world music they did. over by, yeah. Yeah, I the, love the, the, by the, um, the transformer station I gravitate yeah. towards a closed down street I, I do too I like get so yeah. excited so 
do I. Because it doesn't happen every day. I'm standing in the yeah, middle. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen every day. So we'll see. I think we're going to try to see if we can. I mean, I think closing down 65th might be too crazy. So maybe if we close down like yeah. where near West is, you know what no, I mean? No, no. That street's not. But they not did it. 65th where you are. Right, because like they did it. Yeah. North of Detroit. Right, because they did it before for, um, whatchamacallit, for, um, for Discover Gordon Square Day. Oh yeah, yeah winter tide or whatever. Winter tide. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and we could, and if if it's actually, my thought was, if it rains, and we could just go into Capitol, because like you know, if it's a Wednesday, Capitol's not going to be bumping. So I don't know. I mean, also if it's a Friday, it's right? Three hundred people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if we're being honest, three hundred people. And I love so I think, the Capitol. Please, I do too. Go. I really <laughs> love them. I do. So I mean, I think we can make it work, and we're trying to see if there's a way that we can still play like the movies on loop in the theater. But we don't know yet because like you know Disney. So I don't really know, but. But yeah, it'll awesome. be cool. I'm excited. And like, where should people follow you? Yeah, where can we find um, you? Instagram at Yellow Cake Shop. Um, and then on Facebook, just, you know, Valerie Mayan or Yellow Cake Shop. Um, and then, yeah, they can... Um, oh, we're doing this big thing. It's called the 20,000 Challenge in 10 Days. And, like, we're, like, almost there. I don't know if we're going to make it, but that's okay. I mean, we, we learned a lot. And honestly... So I read this book by Rachel Rogers. Rachel Rogers is this amazing black business coach. And like, if you're talking about business coaches, like, she's a business... Like, I don't usually trust business coaches as far as I can trust them because, you know, Stephanie Sheldon. But... Like, Rachel Rogers, she's legit. She's the real deal. Like, she's all about taking women to the next level, and she gives really good advice. And I've read several of her books. And so in one of her books, she talks about doing this challenge where you um, get your, like, financial muscles moving with your team to, you know, just jumpstart the year by just taking on a crazy amount of money in a short period of time. And so she's like, you know, aim for $10,000 in 10 days. And she's like, or whatever you want to do. If that's too scary, do $500 or do it, do $1,000 and add 30%. And I was like, you know what, let's, let's just do 20000 Like I was like, why awesome. not? And so we aim for twenty. I think we're like at around twelve right now. We'll maybe get to 15 but it's okay. I think, I think we're still on a good trajectory. Um, so, yeah, so if people want to shop and contribute to that challenge, they can do it online. We've got a ton of sales and discounts and bundles going on. And, yeah, it ends on Friday. So Love it. So, yeah, so far, I so mean, good. That's awesome. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's been cool. Like, I think for me personally, like, after I read her book and after I watched a few other films and, and documentaries about, like, women of color being big business owners, I think I just always used to think that Yellow Cake was always going to be small. And I used to always think that, like, uh, my bills are paid and my team is paid and that's all I need, right? And I think I, even as a woman, used to think that, like, wanting more money or mm. wanting wealth or wanting to be rich, it felt wrong right like it felt like was i, I being greedy right and like <laughs> i felt like am i being greedy like is this like is this like jeff bezos wrong like or is this like i mean people are rich all the time like why can't i be wealthy you know and i think the reason i felt that way is because i thought people were going to judge me and be like oh well you just want wealth because you want you know fancy cars and you know i don't know like i i, I literally i drive like a commercial van like that's my car you know what i mean like i just want to be able to pay off my student loans i want to pay my staff really really well yeah. I don't want to have to worry about emergency situations and I want to be able to actually back other businesses like I mentor other business owners and some of them I mentor for free because I know they can't afford me and so I mentor them for free and like sometimes they need money and I would just love to be able to like you know what here's five grand like do something with it you know like oh, wow. I would well, love that you know too and I, Lindsay from flights mentions that we, we were talking about this too mm -hmm. is like there's a misconception that owning your own business means that you're rich oh yeah and uh <laughs> you would because you, you she like Lindsay talked about just one something happens every day she's like one day it's walking mm -hmm. coolers broke eight hundred dollars yep you know then this happens you know another thousand dollars oh yeah and, like you'd mentioned something about the air conditioning for a couple grand you got to shell out there like, yeah it's 
Oh yeah, it's, it's not, ridiculous. Also, I, you have two children. I assume you want them to eat daily. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I want their. I mean, that's the, the, for, like, like, you know? this expansion does not all of a sudden like the expansion goes through. All of a sudden, you're like, cool, right? Set for life, I'm gonna coast. Exactly. No. Yeah, like there, I mean, literally, profit everything. Is. There's a cost associated with right. every piece of revenue that is generated. It right. Did, everything's not just profit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying though, right. but it's it's that's one of those just things that everyone just doesn't understand oh yeah i mean like literally last week one of our associates ordered the wrong color of fabric and she ordered 10 rolls of it and the shipping was like 600 dollars, right just for the fabric to get shipped to us the fabric was like three it was like a three thousand dollar order just for this one color and we needed seven colors in this fabric and so we had to ship it back and it was another six hundred dollars to ship it back and then another six hundred to get the right color sent back to us so literally we just spent like seventeen hundred dollars to send tendrils of fabric three times back to like and you know yeah. what i mean like and shit like that happens all the time and that's just one instance and you what know? was that employee's name yeah she's she's actually not with us anymore so okay. yeah she's yeah, fired there wasn't a doubt in my yeah. mind that that's this how was that like story the third. ended this was, this was, i just didn't say it out loud yeah, this was the third time she did something like this like yeah, yeah oh, okay. she, she accidentally right. ordered fabric the and same fabric the twice yeah. and so we were like yeah this is a this isn't gonna fly uh, so now she's the general manager at town hall yeah right <laughs> probably Actually, no, she, now yeah. she's going to send you the email yeah. that she's working for New York Fashion Right. Week. Right. She'll be like, oh, oh, She's like, I got a job at Tommy. Oh, Hilfiger. our former yeah. intern. I Great. worked for Ralph Lauren. Yeah. So, so now, I mean. She works for U-Haul now. And this like, thing happens the all the time. Part, yeah. So, like, you really have to watch, you know, your bottom line and, like, where your money's going. Sure. And, like, you can't just, like, you know, give your credit cards to, like, whatever new employee you have and say, like, yeah, buy this fabric. Like, you have to really be careful. So, I mean, that's the thing. Is, like, I realized, though, that. Yellow cake didn't have to stay small, and I could grow bigger other ways. And that's when I really started thinking big on this real estate front. Because I used to just think, like, I'll just rent forever because it's easier. And it's like, no, like, I could own a building. I can build Love a it. development. I can create this experience, this business, this center. I can make opportunities for other people. I can have enough money to actually back politicians that I want to back. I can invest in other businesses. I can pay off my house, my student loans. I can maybe take a real vacation, you know what, what I mean? Like, And it's just, it's. I never thought of those things for myself until I started seeing it in real life happen in front of me. And when I was reading this book and she was calling out all this stuff and I was like, holy shit, I've been doing it wrong. Like, yeah, I can ask for this. And yes, I can be transparent about that. And yeah, I can buy a building. Even if I have to have a rich white guy helping me buy it, like, I will do it. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I think it really, like, I'm kind of over this whole, like, empowered women, empowered women stuff. Like, I really cannot handle all this, like, women empowerment fodder. Like, a a lot of it, I think, is just, it's just, like... Blowing smoke. Yeah, Yeah. it's a lot of smoke. And it's just, like, even, like, that that one person I was telling you about that's, like, selling the apparel and she's not selling the handmade shit. Like, she makes a lot of those t-shirts. It's, like, empowered women, empowered women. And I'm, like, really, though? Are you? (laughs) Yeah, like, with your shirts made in China by a woman who's, like, not getting paid enough money. Like, what? Like, and so that's the thing is, like... Like, if I really want to empower women, I'm going to give them good business advice. I'm going to help them, that. you know, get to the next level. Like, I'm going to do for them what other women helped me do. But, like, I can't do it if I'm not wealthy. And so, so like, yeah, I'm 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 leveling up. And that's where we're going. So yeah. It's cool. I'm well, excited. I, I hope you make more money. Thanks, <laughs> I, I do too. <laughs> I don't see a problem with, with this type of expansion yeah. and, and just you, you're – to quote a really bad movie title, you're paying it forward, so you're right, helping other exactly. people out. So I, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. It's so. a good title. It's just a bad movie. 
Yeah, the movie you know, was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was unexpected. You it know? was a very like, stupid movie. Yeah. I remember. I'm not even. I just remember that when John Bon Jovi's name came up on the screen and the whole audience started laughing. And I'm oh like, my gosh! Oh, this isn't gonna I know. Well. Who would have thought a movie he was in was gonna be bad? <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, as someone who's from New Jersey, I don't appreciate anything, the attitude that just came out of your mouth. That wasn't attitude. Those were facts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would just ask that you give my niece another chance. Um, She will order the right thing next time. (laughs) Uh, She's really sorry. And I don't even know why you hired a 16-year-old with a bad pair of scissors anyway. So, like, that's... That's a little that's on, on me. you. That's definitely that's on me. That's a little bit yep. on you. Yep. Yeah. That's she on just me. has a regular iron. <laughs> that's on you. Well, thanks again for coming on. Yeah. This was, was this is a lot of fun. I, yeah. I, again, I, I I love that it's just kind of working out this way, but we're finding businesses, Cleveland businesses expanding, but like expanding in a way where they're just kind of really trying to help everyone out. Help it. It's more of yeah. a community than it is a, a business expansion. Right. That's yeah, uh, that's awesome. So. King, congrats on your success. Thanks. So yeah. Amazing. And thank we'll you again for coming. Oh, you know in. I adore you too. Oh, uh, you too, Ken. Yeah. It's thank you too for letting me talk a little bit during this. <laughs> I really feel like you got in there. Yeah, I know. I, think I really, honestly, quite I was. Lot. You got. You said a lot of things I didn't understand, but. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, so porn is, is when uh, is that no? Okay. I'm good there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. What do you got? Cool. Well, no. But say about bright winter. Are we having bright winter? Oh yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna finish. Gonna when is that first. anyway? Is it like uh, next February weekend? 26th. Oh, cool. It's so exciting. I've never been. You never really? been? I've never been to bright winter. It's kind of cool. Like there's a couple years that it was like meh, but there's some years that were really good. Sometimes it's it's. So I've I've been working with Bright Winter this year to kind of help promote and kind of mm-hmm. get some of the Cleveland. Yeah. You know bloggers influencers to kind of you know help yeah. promote everything like that um if there's a gay angle i'll write about it when it was in ohio city it, it was really good i yeah. feel like when i went to the flats it was like mm. it's yeah i think it's too big now yeah it's uh, i didn't re- i mean i knew they had a lot but i think it's something literally like on average like fifteen thousand people oh, show geez. up I've it's, it's, it's a lot the flats twice yeah oh. nine years i know well go the third time yeah, on the 26th so is it gonna be the flats again yeah it'll be down okay. there again all right um yeah, but uh, they're they're all everyone that's working on that is just it, they're all just donating their time to help. I yeah. mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, but it's a lot of fun. I met some cool people. I'm excited for it. You love it. Um, I, I do like it. I, I think do. it's become like more of like a music festival. Yeah, it's like, very much a music festival. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a music festival. Yeah, music. Well, food. I think it, well, I think before like when it first started, it was like it was like music and art, and then yeah. like a hang. And they yeah, have I that. I, I think festival. it primarily is is music now. They have yeah. a lot of acts that come through yeah. now. Uh, obviously, uh, booze and food too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We've gone. That's pretty gay. Yeah, super gay. Yeah, there's a rainbow on there. Oh, we've, I haven't seen the advertising for it yet. We've that gone five or six times. I can't remember, but we've gone a lot. So it's a lot of fun. So yeah, uh, February 26th. So check that out. Awesome. Uh, we're still posting about it. You can just go to Bright Winter and figure out uh, you know the the lineups, yeah. how to get tickets. I'll but a lot of options day. for you. And then. Uh, Ken, thanks again for coming. I'm happy to. Talk about your stuff, man. Buckeye Flame. Uh, Buckeye Flame is great. You know, I, I, I don't want to end on a downer. Um, I am dreading <laughs> tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow morning, which this will have already aired, but uh, on Thursday the 17th um, at 11 a.m., there's going to be a really horrible hearing in the Columbus State House. Uh, to they're, they're doing proponent testimony, which means people for this bill. And the bill is to deny trans youth um, access to medical, medical care. And it's the same bill that I told you about as well that will force all K-12 teachers to out trans kids to their parents. Oh, oh my gosh. So I will watch wow. this. Like, I will sit in my space, um, in my house, and I will watch it for an hour. And I already know, like, I, I'll do some sort of article that the eight worst quotes said at this hearing yeah but i'm still not at the point where i can divorce myself from 
I will be in a horrible mood for the rest yeah. of the day. Like it's going to suck for my students tomorrow night. Wow. Um, so <laughs> they know that. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's unfortunately, uh, it, with everything that's been going on in the state about congressional maps, it's mm-hmm. actually kept the Republicans super busy to pass these new maps. And now that they're starting to sort through the maps, they're getting back to their agenda and their agenda is just largely horrible it's it's unbelievably anti-gay and there's a bill today that they're they're proposing to ban protests uh which is completely targeted at any type of black lives matter protest uh and and the lgbtq community was was forged on protest um so yeah so everyone should stroll on over to really inspiring content um at the buckeyeflame.com it's well i mean it it's not going to be happy content but it's going to be really validating most people don't even know this is happening Exactly. That's and why. Yeah. That is why we yeah. exist. Yeah. Um, so thebuckeyeflame.com and and that's what I got going on right now. Cool. Well, yeah, everyone please please check that out. I, I think in the, the 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 few times that Ken has been on, he's really informed me of just things that I didn't know was going on. And I think I'm not unique. I think ninety percent of the people in Ohio don't know these things are going on. Yep. And not because of malicious intent to ignore it. They just don't know what's going on. Oh no, it's not being um, it's not being covered and it's and, not being right. covered at You're all. You're not gonna sit through this hearing for an hour and I will yeah. sit through this hearing for an hour and and it will be people it's one thing when I lived in Vermont, New York City and it was like, Oh, there are these people in this other state saying horrible things. Um, not that they weren't present in New York City and Vermont, <laughs> yeah. but like it's a really different thing to be living in this state and and watch something that's happening two hours away. I call it the Parade O Pastors. They don't even get the F. It's Parade O with an apostrophe pastor. <laughs> um, and they will be present tomorrow and they will say horrible, horrible things about the uh, the lived existence of trans of our trans siblings. And hmm. um, so, yeah, we're going to do our part at the Buckeye Flame to bring as much attention to it as possible. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, glad you're doing your part and glad Thank you're you. letting more people know about that. So be back next Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. you will be back in two weeks because we have the wine tasting. With oh, Lindsay. I'm so excited! Yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. cool. And then uh, again, but again, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, I really do appreciate it. Anyone that takes their time to do this, especially someone that's running a business, growing a business, and has another business at home with two kids. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a big thing. So. I know my husband got called in the office today, which he normally doesn't because he works from home now anyway. And so I just do home with the baby, and I was just like, I don't need like. I, I can handle the baby just fine, but I haven't done it in a long time. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I got nothing done. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and we're going to cuddle and I'll change diapers. Yeah, every that's another hours. business in itself. But yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Thank you for everything cool. you do. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thanks so much, Ken. All right. Awesome.